listeners, we are back. And I just have one thing I need to say. A worship set, but it's folklore. I'm down. Oh my god. That's our uh, roommate, Jim Bob. Yeah. Shouting from the producer's room. Um, Do you know who Scotty Braun is? Isn't he the guy who owns Taylor Swift's... Oh no, that's Scooter Braun. That I, I understand why you would make that oh. connection. No, Scotty Braun is one of the people who lives with Haley. Oh. And we were talking because he likes Taylor, and we were talking, and we came to the conclusion that Taylor's the fourth part of the Trinity. Okay, I mean, <laughs> that might be blasphemy. Just a little bit. A little bit of heresy. Yeah. A little bit of fun. Yeah. I mean, at least finally there's a woman in the Trinity, so... I mean, people have argued all sorts of things. I mean, the tra- the the, the femininity of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, the creator shows motherly qualities. I just heard some serious mashing coming yeah, from Yeah, there's there. some rustling going on. But, like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. There are points where the Bible describes the creator as feminine, and there are yeah. many other religions that describe the creator as feminine. Oh, yeah. Um, particularly um, Aboriginal and Indigenous. It's true. Um, spirituality often considers um, the femininity of the divine, unlike most Christians who don't even think the femininity is human. You know who else is feminine and creative? Uh, no. Taylor Swift. I mean, yeah, but that's how we started all. I know. Full circle. Welcome back to 3040 Vision. just brilliant aren't we yeah uh no matthew here today matt is kind of he might be dead mate he could be dead he's abandoned us a little bit uh we actually recorded a full (laughs) hour-long podcast yeah we did um can we call it a full it was an hour it was an hour long can we call it a full podcast i mean it was full enough It was bad. It was really bad. It was such a garbage fire. Um, it was probably the worst. No, nah, not even probably. It yeah, was the like, worst it was thing easily, we've ever done What do you done think together. we've done that was worse than that? Some would say the intro with nut butter, but... That was like a two-minute thing. This was an hour of just... Like, the only thing worthwhile out of that hour was like the intro. Yeah. I might reuse that. I may have reused that, actually. A, you'll never know. If you hear Matthew's voice, that that's why. Yeah, exactly. Um, was was that intro? And then there was a segment where you said the funniest thing that you've ever said on this podcast. We're not going to go back with that. It was so good. We, yeah, issues with that. Um, if you hear the furnace running, it might be loud. Hopefully, I'm using NVIDIA's new broadcast software that should cancel out any background noise. Oh, that'd be good. Um, which means you won't hear Glendon fiddling with all of his... N- doohickeys and dropping them on the ground every 10 minutes yeah um yeah we just we came to a point like an hour into recording where no one i matthew was trying so hard to make it work he was redeeming it and no one i were both so incredibly out of it and i i forget what eventually happened but finally we're like this is not good we need to stop it was actually trash 
Which is a shame because we've had such a like uptick in viewership. Yeah, I I do want to give a shout out to all of you new listeners because we have like days now where we get like 16 listens or 12 listens. So I checked yesterday and I I imagine it still holds up. Since like mid-September, we've had at least one listen every single day. And most days it's like five to seven listens and sometimes up to 16, 12. We had like a 32 listen day. Yeah. Um, So I don't know who you are, but I want to communicate with us. Follow us on Twitter at 30 underscore 40 vision. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at 30 underscore 40 vision. Tweet at Glendon R. Frank. Tweet at Noah Harms. Yeah. Um, if you want to stalk Matt on Facebook, I can give you his personal contact information. But I will, I will give some credit to, I know, like, my one friend, Ash. They, mm. like, apparently binged through, like, all of our content. So that's, that's probably some of it. Um, but, I think maybe on Amazon. Like, I... I published our podcast on amazon but i never got confirmation it was actually on there mm. i think maybe that could be responsible for the uptick but it's specifically one episode yeah it's the well, christian contemporary music episode that one's got the most traffic but i think all of them are getting like a decent amount of Ooh, traffic they're all getting traffic but that one is at like 135 listens yeah. now which is like and most almost of our others are like 30 or yeah, 40 it's basically 100 hey. more than <laughs> every other episode so clearly something something has happened with that episode if you are here because of that episode we want to hear from you we will have you on the podcast honestly yeah just call in yeah this is now a call-in show call us right <laughs> now yeah do it you have my we're number. listening but also uh this isn't live but like um we'll we'll hook you up we'll hook you up there's a prophecy in scripture that's about to come true Oh, in dear. recent times. Um, you know how the evangelicals get with their prophecies. And this one is just too good. You know how you know how fiercely evangelical Noah Harms is. I am the fierce evangelical hero. And Ezekiel 23.20 reads, There she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, and whose emission was like that of a horse. Does that count as a prophecy? That's a prophecy that has been fulfilled this day. This day. Borat 2 is released. What? Borat 2. Oh, yeah. You're sure that came out today? I thought that came out, like, a few days ago. I forgot I'm posting this, like, three days after we recorded. Also, that's also true. So, it's no... I thought you were going to talk about, like, the Trump resounding. I don't think Trump has the genitals of a donkey. And oh, no. Emissions of he horses. definitely doesn't. That's more like everyone on Omegle. I just mean pretty soon it's going to be my birthday. And you have the genitals of a donkey, mate? No, I just meant there's a, an event happening on that day. Oh. That could be seen as, I don't know, apocalyptic. The election is on November 3rd. That is, like, probably a week from when this is posted. Probably. And it's my birthday. And it's Glendon's birthday. So it's either either everyone's going to love your birthday or hate your birthday. I'm going to be among those people. <laughs> um, I don't know which way it's going to go. There are some people that are convinced that Trump's going to pull it out just because he's got such a ravenous fan base. Yeah, it's and, scary. But I feel like there's enough support behind Biden this time that I I think the Democrats could, hopefully. It just If you are listening to this podcast and you're in the, the United States of America, first of all, please go out and vote. True. Uh, and second of all, please go out and vote Biden. Please. I don't know how. I genuinely don't know how it's going to go. Like, yeah, it's everything, really scary. Everything's polling for Biden right now, but yeah. I don't think that means anything. It it means something as long as people go out and vote. 
And apparently they? that's what happened in like 2016, where just people assumed that it was going to go through, and so they didn't vote. And it's like, you idiot. Yeah. Vote, please. I don't know if you've seen. I have a pretty large closet. Um, no, I've never you seen your closet. <laughs> um, honestly, tape solves all problems. It's true. Every solution in the world can be fixed with tape. Just tape it over. That's what America tried to do with racism for they however tried, many they years. They tried to tape it over? Yep. Uh, Alberta is blowing up in uh, COVID cases, oh, that's as is much of the world. Um, 400 plus cases a day now. Oh, what? Wow. Have you not? Well, you I, haven't paid attention. I have not been paying attention yeah, to Yeah, we're cases. at 400 plus cases now. Um, we had four deaths today which is sad one 40 to 49 year old which is always sad when it's mm. especially sad when it's younger yeah people um but three eighty pluses which is kind of to be expected it's kind of weird that like you can rationalize away death by being like oh they're older so it's kind of like expected they'll mm. die like it's still sad mm-hmm. obviously but we like minimize the importance of elderly i health. think it's a very like a western society thing yeah i don't think people care about old people here it's it's there's a, I think there's a few reasons for it. I think part of it is like especially in America there's this whole kind of movement of like ageism. Not well like ageism to to an extent, but also this I don't know cuz like you go to like a lot of indigenous cultures and like mm-hmm. eastern cultures and there's like very much a respect for like wisdom and like elders and whatever. True. Uh and in the west there's kind of like screw you dad, you don't know anything. Um True. And I, I, there's, like, multiple factors that can be, like, linked to that, but I don't know. It's an interesting societal trend. Yeah, and it's it's just sad. I mean, I did a presentation on ageism back That's in true. my fourth year. Um, could I tell you what I spoke about? Not really. I vaguely remember. Yeah, I also vaguely remember. Presentation existed. It was only, like, 20 minutes, I think. It was, like, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. I was, it was unlike the one where I responded to you, where I gave, like, an hour-long yeah. spiel. That was a good time. That was a good time. So, yeah, if you're in Alberta, wear a mask, please. Please. Um, if you feel sick, stay home. Don't go out. I didn't realize that we were spiking so high. That's a lot. Well, the whole world is spiking right now, though. Right. It's not just Alberta. I mean, there's, like, is this a second wave? Is this, it, like, what the qualification yeah. is? Okay. This is what or is like a second wave say. worse than this? No, this is the second wave. Okay. Um, this is the highest I've ever seen the numbers in Alberta. Yeah. Um, this okay. is higher than the first wave, technically. Yeah. But that's because we shut everything down. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what um, happens in the next... Yeah. Though I will say, like, the numbers have kind of stabilized. We've had, like, three or four days in a row now of, like, 400 even. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's, like, as long as it doesn't keep rising, that's mm-hmm. good. It's really interesting, because from what I understand, there have been, like, very few cases, if anything, at Ambrose. Really? Um, yeah, because, like, they just sent out an email today that was, like, um, Ambrose is one of the few universities that is offering whatever. Um, I don't Okay, I didn't actually give numbers. But it's, like, we're doing extremely well in keeping COVID off our campus. I know um, for residents, the rule is kind of, like, if they have over a certain amount of cases, they'll shut down residents. Wow. Um, and they haven't hit that number. And that number is, like, pretty low. It's, like, three or five or seven or something huh. like that. So, they're doing well. I know good. also Bearspaw, where Bearspaw Christian School mm. uh, also has had no cases as far as I'm aware. That's impressive, Which yeah. is incredible somehow. Yeah. Um. So, like, there are some places that, like, 
overall, like, schools are actually not doing as bad as I would have expected. There hasn't been a ton of internal transmission. Yeah. I wonder a lot about, like, elementary schools and the like, how that's doing. Um, It it could be worse than it is for schools, I think. But at the same time, now that we're in the second wave, Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious how long it'll last. Yeah, that's fair. Like, are we going to see this spike for a while? Is this going to be, like, the new every day 400 plus because that's a lot yeah if we don't start getting it down um which could mean really long christmases yeah christmas is gonna be rough this year yeah tough times Mm -hmm. but like hopefully by like march we'll start seeing a glimmer of hope exactly that's what i'm and in the meantime people do what they can to cope to to entertain their day like we are with you like we are with you and like the Amber's Confessions page is. Oh my god! On yes. So, dude, I've got my... like fire transitions today. I just want to say you have been segueing like freaking Paul Bart. <laughs> um, finally, my dream has come true. Of an this Ambrose, is your dream. An Amber's Confession page. There have been Amber's Confession pages. I know, but no, nothing recent, mate. That's fair. It's been like it's been it's been a while. It wasn't like it was maybe my first or second year when there was a yeah, confession page. Yeah, because I know I know there's like an Amber's Confessions page. There was like a chemical quotes page, and both of those yeah, kind of like different. died down as I like really got into my degree, which well, is sad. Well, the confessions page got shut down, right? Um, which I'm surprised hasn't happened yet with this one. But like, I, I will say like, apart from the first two, they've been pretty like tame. Yeah, like it <sighs> started kind of extreme, and like this latest batch is like pretty chill it's like the very first post was i want to be railed in the prayer room and you all know i've talked about the prayer room many times the amount of poutine the amount of fries dipped in gravy things be happening in the prayer room so that's kind of like basic knowledge at this point though the comments on that one are so good are they i don't I have you not them. read them i haven't any takers <laughs> <laughs> no you've got to read all of them mate oh my goodness our friend Kind of our friend. I don't know. I, I know her. Al- Alana? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you're saying, I want to get nailed under the cross. <laughs> I'm dying. This is like ex, ex, Eng- or like not ex English student, but like English alumni. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. And she also wrote like the most uncomfortable short story I've ever read. Oh, I believe it. In my, fir- it was my first year. I believe it. In the creative writing class. And I'm reading this story. It's like a... You told me about yeah, this. I it was this. It was basically like a full... It was like a gay relationship story. But it was like graphic sex scene type thing about throbbing cocks and... It was more like throbbing dicks, but... I, Those I, are... Is there a difference? Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's like Ram Ranch, but like in a short story, and it was very uncomfortable to read for a first year conservative Noah. But yeah, like it jumps from that to like I let my boyfriend do anal once a month. Oh yeah, that's also that. The the um, what is it? Would that be a caption that they wrote underneath? Yeah, like I would call it a caption. The caption of whoever runs this page was like, "At least you're still a virgin, like Mary." That got me. That, that one only good. has a single like. Nobody liked that. <laughs> I mean, I did, but I didn't actually. But some of them are really tame, like yeah, like my sociology prof is so passive aggressive. Like I yeah, which is such a like. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into like. 
Like, yeah. or I go to school with a butt plug in just to feel something. I don't know if that's real or if they're just making, like, And that's a... the thing. I feel like a lot of, like, the first wave or so of this is, like, yeah. these are obviously fake just to the extreme. Well, the butt plug one is fake. Yeah. The being nailed in the prayer room wouldn't surprise me. Colin is a litty prof low-key, though. That's true, though. Oh, that's super true. That's just, like, everyone like that. Yeah. Um... But, like, the tuition in the school is too high. Oh, yeah. This account is satire. Like, some of them are pretty, like... And and this is, like... Because there's, like, you, Sarah, and Maddie were all on Twitter, like, this is the greatest thing ever. And True. I took a look at, like, look at this, and I'm like, this is very average so far. Like, it's a bunch of, like, extreme whatever stuff, and then Ambrose's tuition is too high, which everybody knows. Or, like, I've cried everywhere in Ambrose. Yeah. Or, like, I think London Frank is a certified babe. <laughs> which... Hey, it's racking up some likes now. It is, which someone we know sent in. It wasn't me. Yeah, I don't know who it was. <laughs> and I just like how the caption to that is, I don't know who that is, haha. Which is so <laughs> like, incredibly funny to me. Um, Rip Glendon. Maybe, I don't know, there could be some secret admirer out there, maybe, you don't know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're very secret. <laughs> I don't know who it is, mate. I just, hmm, it's very sauce. I'm just surprised it was posted. I'm surprised that it went through, and I'm a little bit surprised that this person has apparently never heard of me. I know, and that comes down yes. to who is running this account, because so, it's just called Ambrose Confessions, but I know who's running so it. So you know, I have, I want to tell you what my breakdown okay. of this was. Yeah, I'm so curious. So I started thinking about this, Um. so the first, my first tip-off was the Colin post. Yep. Because uh, the Colin post, hold on, let me... Because they said they'd never had class with Colin. Yeah, they'd never have had class with Colin. And it's not framed as a yet, but it also kind of... So it's like, Colin is a litty prof low-key. And the person's like, I haven't had him, but he seems nice. Yeah. Which, two options here. And these options kind of like continue on throughout. Mm-hmm. Either um, this person is early in their... So, or early in their Ambrose career or whatever, and mm-hmm. therefore hasn't taken like an Ariel class, and therefore hasn't interacted with Colin, or they're like business or bio, and just have had no interactions with Colin. Mm-hmm. My suspicion with this is more earlier than in a different program, just because the phrasing of it feels like they might still have Colin at some point. Okay. Um. So that was my first tip off. Also. The energy of this whole page feels very second year to me. Hmm. Um, because there's like a certain freshman like exuberance, and then second year is just sort of freshman exuberance, but like you're more confident. Yeah. And there are two kinds of people who would make this page and make the comments that these ma- this person is making. Either someone in their second year who's like, "Lol, this is funny. Let's do this," or someone super late in their degree. Um, who just doesn't care anymore. But again, I feel like this is... I mean, you have stuff... Mind you, he seems to be... Or this person. I keep saying he. We don't know if it's a he. Maybe it's a he. Um, I'm gonna poop all over your theory. I, I bet you are. Like, I, I basically have two conclusions. Um, It just... This seems to me very, like, second-year energy. Um, Especially stuff where it's like, oh... Uh, my sociology prof is like a little passive aggressive and this person's like a lot of the teachers are actually which i mean we kind of talked about this oh we should talk about like the 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 rate my props thing oh yeah yeah we can but do like it. there's a lot of like salty freshman energy 
at least in like the submissions that are coming in and some of the captions. So here's the thing. But then I want to conclude this oh, okay. with the fact that this person doesn't know who I am. Exactly. Yeah. Because this is kind of like the final knot in this for me. Um, not to sound too arrogant. I know a lot of people at Ambrose. You do. I would I would wager that a lot of Ambrose... Well, well here's the thing. Um, I interact with the Commuter's Lounge a lot, especially in like my third and fourth years in the Commuter's Lounge a lot. And I was also an RA in my third year. You were. And so most of residents from like kind of who would be now currently in their third year and up, mm-hmm. I would wager most of residents would either know me personally or know who I am. And I think I could say a similar thing about the commuters. There's a broader chance that they haven't met me. Yeah. Which is, again, why I'm aiming towards this person's in their second year. Or they're like a late-year business or bio student. Okay, so I'm going to expound on that. Okay. So me and my other roommate, who I can't mention by name, um, we're examining this page. And he noticed that this person, this account, is actually following quite a few people who haven't been at Ambrose in a while. That's true. Like, three plus years, according to what he said. Like, I don't know these people, because so I can't speak to it. Mm-hmm. But it was specifically, like, people, he's like, oh, they genuinely have not been at Ambrose in a long time. This person must have been there back, like, four mm-hmm. plus years ago. I think this person was here before you came to Ambrose. That's also possible. Um... And so that's where I was going with that. It's someone who's been around for a while, and so I there were some theories that it might be Tori Havdestad. No, I know Tori. I know, and I know Tori as yeah. well. And this person isn't following me either. This person doesn't know who I am. This person doesn't know who you are. Yeah. This person does know who. This is where it gets interesting. They apparently know Rachel we Weisbrot Weisbrot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Roland. Yeah. Um. And they apparently know Maddie McBlain. Yeah. Or at least they're following. Or know people. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I'm looking through, and I start comparing the following and the follower list. Mm. And I notice that the very first follower and the very first following are pretty much the same person. And mm. I'm like, they wouldn't be that silly, but maybe they are. Okay. I think it's that person. And also because this is someone who would have been an Ambrose a while ago. It's a person that also separately is following both Maddie and Victor Penner for some reason. Yeah, I noticed... Which is a weird thing. It is a very weird thing, because Victor was around for, like, a year and a half, I think. Yeah. And this is, like... The the counter theory is that this person's just following whoever follows them. Which is very possible. I'm pretty sure it's this person, though. Yeah. I don't really want to give away the name, but I'll just show Glendon, because I don't want to out them by accident. Yeah. Because... It's a confidential thing. I'm like 90% sure. Okay, this person knows who I am. It can't be this person. Are you certain? I'm friends with this person. Okay, well, there goes my one big deal. Yeah. And also, she only... That that person only went to the school for like a very short period of time. I know. That's why it would have made sense. But I thought she was there a while back, not recently. No, no. She went... um, She went to Ambrose uh, in a couple of different portions. Hmm. Never... A lengthy amount of time. Um, and I also know her, and so it can't be her. Do you know Alana? Schwartz? Yeah. Um, not closely. Like, I know that she exists. I could imagine her not knowing that I exist. 
Because it's just the conversation back and forth between whoever posted it and her. Here's the thing, Noah. Not everyone's you. I know, but I'm like, it's not everyone like something starts a page so that they can have conversations. But you never themselves. know. That's valid. So the person you think it is, we've ruled out. Dang, I was really confident, no, but I didn't know that person at all. So I'm just like, yeah, no, I do. The evidence, and so, uh, and and this is the other possibility is that whoever's writing this is just blatantly lying. But I think it's really funny that this person claims to not know who I am, and that puts an interesting spin on whatever this is. So you think it's someone who's? I don't know how someone who's like a first or second year would be following people who are so much significantly right. beyond them and that's because they don't follow back everyone is the thing they okay. didn't follow back me okay this is such a weird like matthias is on this list and they didn't um, follow back logan so like it's someone who doesn't know either of us and I, like but kay. they did follow like jonah brown for example yeah well jonah jonah's been around oh he's been around for a while has he yeah jonah like at least two. Three yeah, at years. least two, three. I guess that is a while. Um, Victor is interesting because there's also like a Shalom floor page that this person is following, and mm. Victor was on Shalom. Wait, uh, really? Yeah, and there's also a Reniker page. Um, so it could be someone on Shalom or Reniker who I have had like the least amount of contact with. I thought it might be a commuter. That's it might. It might. Also, I think it's more like that. Also, they're following Ambrose music memes. Which it's a music student? Yeah, I, I don't know. Be. It doesn't. Why would it someone be following be. music? They are following a lot of music. That is, I they noticed are, that. They are, they're following Rachel. They're following and Anna. Roland, they're following... Roland um, yeah. and Tanya. Yeah. Rogan. So it's someone who is in music. It could be someone who's in music. Rachel McDonald's on here. Yeah. Um, these are a lot of music people. Could it be someone like Eddie? Like Bethel Eddie? Yeah. No. Do you, I don't know. I feel like that could be up his alley. Is he in music? He was, yeah. I could see this being up his alley. Actually, mm, first of all, Eddie should know who I am. If he doesn't, I'd be surprised. <laughs> um, second of all, I feel like there's like a raw swagger here that Eddie doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, that's as mean. much as I love Eddie. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of right, though. This person's pretty s- s- slick. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they're slick, and they're also really like accommodating. And also very like well-spoken. Yeah. Like, the responses to some of these are really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so interesting. Like, in, in, someone says they might be an English student. Uh, well, that's... Okay, Weeb says that. I know. And I wonder, <laughs> do you think she knows who it is? I doubt it. Like, maybe. It would make sense if... No, it can't be an English student. It's got to be someone in music. I'm pretty confident. If it was an English student, unless it's, like, Alana Schwartz or someone who is, like, graduated... It would have to be, yeah, before your time. Yeah. Because people, even most English students who even graduated in first year kind of at least knew who I was. I don't know if they would remember. Yeah. But, like, I was aware of them. Yeah. And it has to be someone who's pretty witty. Mimi. I could see it being... So, here, here's a potential caveat. I can see this... I bumped this. I could see oh, this being... Um, You're not even speaking into the mic at this point. <laughs> yeah, but it's picking me up. I hope so. I could see this being a second-year student in the music program on Shalom or Reniker. Or maybe even, like, an older student on Shalom But or how Reniker. would they know some of the people who are past graduates? That's my big thing. Yeah. I know some of these people have graduated recently. True. And if this is a second-year student, 
especially someone in the music program who would have known some of these people who are graduated. The whole point of this is we want to get this person on a podcast <laughs> for an anonymous interview. Because I'm trying... Stefan is on here. Stefan has not been around in a while. See, that's also... That's a thing. And there was someone else who my roommate noticed who legitimately had left Ambrose like two plus years ago. Yeah. If it's a second year or something, yeah. it would have to have been someone who somehow had contact with these people beforehand before yeah. they went to ambrose okay they're also following a julian hall page so again this could be someone who's just following whoever follows them could be or it's like a floor brother sister situation maybe a commuter who's like connected to a floor yeah because here's the interesting thing there's kind of like a group of people at ambrose that i would consider the popular group the group sure that like are typically in a bunch of circles that are in the sports teams or like whatnot yeah the group of people that when you think of like the partying happy jocks <laughs> and when you think of happy people i'm thinking of jeff mate jeff? the popular people sure and they're not following any of them that's what i find peculiar that is interesting he for is the most following... part hold on who is this because i know this person was following jose and jose has graduated like a couple mm. of years ago um they are following the Shalomi Homies podcast. Yeah, I did mention that. Yeah, the thing's like a lot of these people aren't people I necessarily know. Like, or for example, they're following like Aaron. I don't know her last name, but Aaron, who you had a study Vaughn? group with. Oh, study group with this Aaron. Yeah, it might be Aaron Vaughn. Oh, um, shoot, I know what her name is. I but don't she isn't someone who I would consider like in the popular group. She's the more thing is, like, like I don't know. I I don't know. I, I might be thinking too hard about Ambrose's social structure. I don't know True. if there's, like, a quote-unquote popular group. There's, like, sports people, definitely, and the sports people yeah. cluster. Yeah. Um, and you might think they're popular because they're conventionally attractive. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes. Because they're sports people. <laughs> True. Um, but, like, there's sports people and there's bio people. Business people are sort of a cluster. Yeah. Business um, people are kind of considered the popular people, too. Yeah. And, and, and it's, like, less... See, I'm saying, like, the... There are the, sports people who are in business, I guess. Like, that's true. where Jeff Tunkey's one of those people. Um, I guess if that's where you're, like, seeing that yeah, correlation. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. the popular... He's the man. When I think of... <laughs> when I think of the man at Ambrose, it was Jeff. Really? There are a lot of people I don't who even would, know Jeff, like, like, at all. I do know Jeff. I love Jeff. There are a lot of people who would disagree with you. <laughs> Wait, why? Um, there are reasons. No, I mean, besides the fact that he should be bonked. <laughs> I mean, this is true. Um, um, he just always seemed like a pretty likable guy. He is a likable guy. Who could guy. make conversation with people. Yeah. Um, and um, we're, let's not beat around the bush. The guy was conventionally attractive. I mean, the dude got accepted into acting in London. So, like, Wait, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, he, he's, he's at school in London right now for acting. He's just like... <laughs> What a man. What a man. What a legend. That's what I'm saying. But also, like, someone like Danny Randall, who everyone oh, yeah. at Ambrose knows Danny yeah. Randall. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Or Matthew Tabarata. Oh, yeah. Everyone at Ambrose yeah. knows Matthew Tabarata. And I feel like... And you... they're not following these kind of that's people. That's interesting. That, has, that is actually really interesting. And I feel like 
not again not to be too presumptuous i feel like i am like a couple steps removed from that level yeah you're you're pretty well known at amber so you're a little more on like the niche art hipster side but, yeah like, like i'm i'm too introverted to be yeah. a danny randall but i exactly. i have a lot of connections and i know a lot of people that's exactly it and yeah. so again when this person claims to not know who i am i find that surprising it's strange and they have to fit in some sort of niche category where either they're too young to have known me too old to have known me but both of those are like, okay, why are people, if, if they're this young, why are people who have graduated for several years on there? If they're older, why are mm. people who um, are like pretty young? Because there's a dude who's like in his second year who they're following. Yeah, that's true. Um, at least one. Um, and I know like Victor is on there and like Jordan is on there. People who were at Ambrose at very specific points of time. It's someone who's in the music program who didn't really spend a lot of time with those kinds of people. That's the only explanation. Yeah. Because the music program was also fairly separate from everyone They else. are fairly isolated, which is interesting. Unless they spent time in the Collegium or were on res, I guess. Yeah. Because um, I, like, I knew some music people, but not barely. Yeah. And, and, and mostly most of because the... of other classes. Exactly. Like I there's not a lot of English people I've met who I just met naturally and was like, "Oh, you're in music." It's like, "Oh, you're in this class. You're like minoring in English or yeah. majoring in English because you're majoring in both." Rachel. Mm. True called out Rachel. You listen to this maybe. I wonder if it's my roommate. No, it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, your roommate doesn't know you <laughs> unless that's a joke. It could, but the thing is, like, it's not phrased as a good joke. No, it really isn't. It just seems like someone who genuinely doesn't know who you are. Yeah. And so it's someone who's in music who either didn't spend much time on res or was before your time. Yeah. Um, or, or but that's old. Like, if the, the, the one issue with that is before your time is, like, what, four years ago? Five yeah. years ago? Yeah, exactly. Um, And, it, again, if they're that old... They, they wouldn't know a lot of the first, yeah, second years they of their following. They wouldn't know Victor. They wouldn't know Jordan. They wouldn't know a lot of, like, the first, second years. And so this is where my theory is, like, they're just following people at random. But you do have – I think almost maybe what you're saying might prove that point. Because if they weren't mm. following people at random, they should be following Matthew. They should be following Danny Randall. Like, if they put any thought into this, they would be following those people. I guess, but it also disproves that they're just following people back because they're not following everyone back. Which is fair. They might just... I don't know. But how, who are they picking? Yeah, I have no what idea. It, I think the solution is to see people who they're following that aren't following them. That's probably fair. But that seems like friggin' hard to find out. Yeah, this is a deep dive. Also, I don't have... A, I, I don't follow anyone on Instagram, so I have no access to that. That's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'm, uh, I can do this on the fly. It's too much effort. Oh yeah, like we can come back to this. Unless they literally just looked at the recommended following thing and That's just possible. clicked it random, which screws us over because we'll never figure it out. I feel like we have a lot of like potential narrowed down. The which... next step is to send them a message and be like, <laughs> "Who are you?" I would we say want the next, you on the, the next step would be to message like somebody in the music program and be like, "Who is this?" Well, Rachel is in the music program. Rachel's in the music program. Yeah. I know Maddie McLean was really big on trying to figure out who this was. Oh, is she? That's what she tweeted She should listen about. to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she tweeted about because I replied saying, I need this interview. Our podcast needs to pop off more. That's true. We, we are popping off. This is literally going to be only interesting for people who have gone to Ambrose. 
Do you think the the wide range of this podcast has a broad level of being interesting to a majority yeah. of people? Yeah, I do. I think we make valid, good conversation. I do think we make good conversation, you and me. Um, This was entertaining at the very least. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm entertained. I still, we didn't really narrow it down at all now, though. I feel like... We the, just know it's someone in the music program who doesn't know who you are. Which means they probably didn't spend much time on res, or at least they're on specific floors on res. Yeah, they they could be on. I I could see them being on Shalaniker. That would make a lot of sense to me. But they're um, also memesters. That that's Shalaniker. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't know that floor at all. Yeah, it's so. This is the, this is the interesting thing, and it would almost support being like a second year person. Mm. Um, so. When I started on Residence, Shalom and Reneker were basically like the frat floors. Mm. They were the party floor. Um, and so I didn't interact with them a whole lot because I was a wholesome little boy. Um, also, everyone hated them because they won all the events. Um, oh, I think I may have heard about that. Yeah. yeah. And so that was that was my experience for the first two years. Uh, my third year, when I was an RA, Dan Friesen was an RA, and a lot of the people on... Um, I think both sides kind of left. Mm. And so Daniel had to deal with... Also, it used to be, like, really the sports floor as well. So around my third year, they tried to diversify that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Shalom was kind of, like, half sports guys and also half people who had, like, nothing to do with sports, like Victor Penner. In this space, Shalom toned down a lot because there was, like, this weird divide. And then in the years after me, I know, like, last year at least, Shalom didn't have a whole lot going on. Really? Yeah, like, it was just apparently, like, even events, like, they just barely participated, barely were around. And so, my third year, I went to Shalom a little bit to hang out with Dan and Victor, because I knew them. Um, Mm. Last year, I went in a couple of times for Victor, and then Victor left. And so, I did not interact with um, Shalom. He went to do stuff in BC. I think he's he's working at, like, a care home sort of thing. I need to double check. I mean, Victor knew everyone. Victor knew a lot of people. Sure, he knew me, too. What if it's Victor? Victor knows, knows who, who I am. Are, yeah, <laughs> to is that that's like every every answer is always like right no. It doesn't um, seem like something Victor would do. I can. See this it. seems like someone who at least wants to boosh Ambrose a little that's, bit. That's that's valid. That's fair. This is someone who can take the piss at Ambrose. Yeah. And so this is anyway. This is my long winded way of saying it could very easily be be someone from that floor because they don't engage with a lot of people. I imagine mm. outside of their like select community. And they might not know who I am. Frickin' Ambrose clicks always pissed me off. I, I mean, that's why. valid. It's like, oh, we're always gonna sit with our floor and not include anyone else because it's our floor, blah, blah, blah. And old Noah sat alone at his own table for his whole first year until Danny Randall and Mark Rilling nice. invited me to Bethel. There you go. And that's how I know a bunch of the people on Bethel. Yeah. Bethel's like, chill. Bethel was always a good time. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Um, well, most of them got married to each other. True. <laughs> Actually, though. Yeah, but that was intentional, mate. They had their own freaking matchmaking service at Bethel. Did they really? Yeah, they put Amazing. up They put up like flyers. I love that. Like literally flyers on the wall to try to get, well, not hookups, but like relationships. Anyway. Uh, they were pretty like Christian-y boys on that floor. Oh, yeah. Danny Randall, Mr. Yeah. Dan Lee, um, Steven Jensen. Alistair. I don't Alistair. know if you ever knew him. Uh, I, I, I have heard of him. Did you know that I knew Steven Jensen when I was like 
a kid? Yeah. I think you might have told me that. Yeah, at one point. it's a good story. Um, back in your Winnipeg days? No, it was before then. Whoa! It was back in Estevan, Saskatchewan. Oh God, even worse. <laughs> it really isn't. You can't get much worse than Manitoba, mate. I think you can. I would rather live in Saskatchewan than That's Manitoba. Odd. As someone who's lived in Saskatchewan, I would rather live there than Manitoba. Yeah, I mean, do you know Matt's gonna be going to do his masters in Manitoba? Tabarada? Yeah. Why? Well, I should say the universities in Manitoba. He's will probably only have to go out there a couple times because the program is like either online or he can do it here or something. Oh, interesting. Or they have like something in Calgary. Huh. Um, but it's in like it's near Grunthal. What? I'm like, where's he going? Uh Providence University. He's going to Prov. Yeah. That's... Do you know that? Oh yeah, I I've been on Prov. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not near Grunthal. It's near Steinbeck. Yeah, but I mean, in relation, it's pretty close to Grunthal, okay? That's the only place I kind of know in Manitoba that's not Winnipeg. Steinbeck? Is... I know Steinbeck as well, but... Hold on, let me look at this. If you... Basically, Wait, I feel like the three know? biggest places in Manitoba are like Winnipeg, um, Bozager, and then Steinbeck. Is it that big? Steinbeck? I, I don't know. I feel... maybe. What's it's... the name of this place? Providence College? That's what I'm trying to find. It didn't come up. I mean, it does exist. Right now I'm in Montana. Because <laughs> my sister went to Prov for two years, I think, and oh. left. And I knew a bunch of other people who went to Prov. I know someone who's currently going to Prov. Really? Yeah. Prov? From what I understand, I also think it just became too liberal for my sister, which is part of it. But Mate, it's like equally as far from Grunthal as it is from Steinbeck. I guess. I definitely associate it more with being your Which is back. fair. It's actually an Otterburn for all you Otterburn listeners. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> Literally Drew, because Drew listens to this. <laughs> Wait, really? And he goes to prop. Shout out, bud. <laughs> um, Matt will probably never be actually on the campus, except for maybe, like, he might yeah. have to go in once a semester or something. But that's his plan. And I'm like, if you want to get funding, don't go to a private Christian university. No, it's true. Also, don't go to that one. I, um, I've heard good things about Prov from Drew. Um, so maybe it's better now than it was. Or maybe my sister just couldn't take how liberal it was. I don't know. Both are Wait, it's liberal? It's like, it got fairly liberal, apparently. Or at least maybe it either got fairly liberal or fairly secular. Like, I know they had, like, a bunch of teachers coming in who weren't Christian, apparently. Oh, snap. That's kind of good. Maybe. It Shout de- out Prov. I mean, it depends what you're going for uh liberality apparently maybe mm. they have their calf is amazing they have really good calf food like Domino's, like borderline yeah like they had good pizza <laughs> freaking doms <laughs> y'all have learned a lot about ambrose today <laughs> people have sex a lot on campus i've heard a lot of stories now i've heard more mate freaking st- i've already talked about the stairwell but like stairwell prayer room um games room movie theater room oh, yeah. um none of that surprises me um the stairwell by faculty that's the one that's more surprising the i'm talking door. the big double yeah, like door the one that goes down to like the library area yes but not the yeah not the small one to like the far corner but like okay. the one where you when you walk into the faculty area yeah. to the left yeah yeah that like, one you go in and it goes down and then like you step outside and yeah like, directly supposedly into a couple commuters honestly I feel like there's not a lot of traffic there. It's double doors, though. I feel like if anyone it's opens those... It's double doors, but I feel like it's not a lot of traffic. I mean, true. That's still a bold move. 
I'm surprised I haven't heard anything about the bathrooms, and that's always surprised me. Hmm, that's fair. I'm sure the forest has been used. Go and hide in the forest. The forest is too far, but like if you want. In the summer. I mean, or spring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, point is Ambrose has this weird hierarchy of people that mostly just comes down to clicks. Noah thinks there's a weird hierarchy of yes, people. Yes, because I was not part of it. You're you didn't talk to anybody. Yes, I did. In your first year? Yes. That's not what you've told me previously. What did I tell you previously? I mean, I, I saw you in like your first, not your first year. Second year. I saw you in like your second and third year, and you didn't really look like you wanted to talk to anybody. I always wanted to talk to people. I just wanted them to want to talk to me first, yeah. though. See, that's the um, problem. No, but I'm not the kind of person who will walk up to a table and be like, hey, guys, what's up? See, that's what like the first month of school is for. See, yeah, but I didn't do that because I was a really, I had self-esteem issues and I was a very shy boy. And that's the problem. That's not, that shouldn't be. This is, this is like the thing about, I'm going to say Ambrose, but I also feel like it's true in general. Mm. Um, Community is a lot about what you invest into it. Yes, but at the same time, people who struggle with issues like that, and as someone who doesn't struggle with it nearly as much anymore because of um, Ambrose mostly. Yeah. Um. But they, there should be people who are more welcoming mm-hmm. and are intentional, like people like Danny Randall yeah. or Mark Rilling, who yeah. you don't know Mark, but I don't think I know he was Mark. only an RA for the first year. Yeah. He's a great guy. Maybe though. it's Mark. No, 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 that's not <laughs> definitely not his cup of tea. He's a very like genuine guy. Nice. Anyway, so it's like people like that who do make mm-hmm. the effort and include you, and then I was more willing to join yeah. things like that, and I was more outspoken. It's I a very, a like, both. symbiotic sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, it's... I feel like you can't blame the people who struggle with social yeah. anxiety for having that problem. It's not their fault. Oh, no. I think... Um, but th- also... There's, like, a balance. There's a balance. Like, I think a lot about... Uh, again, like, my roommate in my first year. Like, super good guy. I love him a lot. Um, but he did not interact with anything in his first year and we'd be like going to events and he'd be like no i'm not interested no i'm not interested and so he like didn't get to know anybody and See, then started a relationship in october and disappeared from everyone and then nice. dropped out and it's like come on man See, but like, what? That's not like me because I did go no, to events yeah. and things. Like, yeah. I was, I made an effort. It's just I wasn't good at communicating with people and starting friendships. Yeah, that was more the problem. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you can't blame people necessarily for wanting to stick with their groups and whatever. No, exactly. Especially like what I've found is a lot of people in their first year, at least on residence, kind of attached to their floor group. Yeah. Which I understand. And then like once you get into your second or third year, you start branching out. That's a lot. What I did. Um. Like, I, I think I spent most of my first year, like, with my floor and then a couple other people who I bumped into in, like, classes and whatever. Mm. And then, like, by second, third year, I was all around the campus. True. Except for this person, apparently. They don't know who I am. Yeah, true. But I feel like that's not everyone, though. Not everyone follows your specific. No, that's um, fair. Some people end up just sticking with their floor mm-hmm. and saying, F the commuters. Which is hard. I feel like there needs to be a lot more of an initiative to include commuters and things. In That's general. that is a problem. I'm not gonna lie. Like there yeah. is, and also I won't lie. My first year, I didn't spend any time in the collegium, and that will also do it. That was not a good choice. Yeah, because here my plan was to try to make friends. <laughs> yeah, my plan was to try to make friends with people on res without realizing that res students typically like to keep to themselves. Yeah. Um. A lot of a lot of res students, especially like early year res students, do not interact with the commuter lounge at all unless they're in classes with them. And that's what I learned. So I should have gone for the collegium first, then gone 
to res after that. But luckily, there was one good floor on res. One wholesome, accepting floor. <laughs> Would you uh, call Bethel wholesome? <laughs> I mean, um, Danny Randall put a pickaxe through a television. <laughs> Wait, was it that TV they had in there for a while? Yeah. Oh, God. That was a bad TV. It was, it pretty, was not good. Yeah. Um... But they also, their um, rituals were pretty terrifying, Oh, too. dude, I have vivid memories of, like, first second, ye- first, second week of university, hearing this little loud banging coming from upstairs, and marching up to Bethel, because I think it was, like, past quiet hour at that point, and me and my buddy Brandon Lysome marching up to, like, give them what for, and opening the room to see everyone stripped down to their underwear, marching around a giant traffic cone. And that was that was my first res experience. What did you do? I think we just left. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's Bethel. They had some their rituals scared me, and that's why I wasn't a full time floor brother. Valid, honestly valid. But the people there were always really oh, good. Yeah. I I still like a lot of them. I would consider acquaintances. At Bethel's this point. good. Bethel's good people. I talked with Danny Randall last week. Yeah, because he was on the 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 the. Yeah. Uh, coffee house. Coffee house. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. Talk to me about music and stuff. It's good. good. Good to see him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still think Ambrose has a click problem, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I like how there's zero topic for this episode. It's so Ambrose. Far. Ambrose is the topic. <laughs> Are um, we gonna talk about Halloween? Is that a thing that we're gonna do? Halloween at Ambrose? Just in general. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. It's COVID. There's no Halloween at Ambrose this year. What do you mean? But typically, Halloween at Ambrose involves costumes. And it's true sex i mean probably i don't know that's when the role-playing really comes big into ambrose yikes um but uh i i don't what do you want to talk about halloween i don't know i i, I thought it would be interesting to talk is there trick-or-treating this year yeah that's a good question i, I have, have no candy idea. just in case <laughs> i'm ready i feel i don't know if it's because of covid or just because i'm off of res i feel so like unexcited to get involved in halloween this year yeah, I mean, I've never really been involved in Halloween. So. I yeah, like I I enjoyed the social because I, when I was a kid, I would trick or treat a lot. I once trick or treated with Steven Jensen. Go back to that so story. Weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like I kind of around like middle school, I just stopped caring about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't want to dress up. And then as I got older, I liked the idea of cosplay culture. Um, but I'm not artistically talented in any way and so starting university i started to dress up again more just because there would be like social things and be like hey i want to do this as c.s lewis c.s lewis that wasn't for halloween that was just for fun (laughs) okay that was for a presentation that darren didn't like yeah because you copied us we didn't well actually no connor absolutely copied you (laughs) yeah The freaking food had nothing to do with your it had presentation. Literally nothing. We just wanted food, and with ours, food was central yeah. to our presentation. That's but why like, Darren had a different opinion. That's probably why you guys got the lowest grade. But the thing is, like everything else we did was like very, very connected. Oh yeah, and I, I don't think he anyway. Um, <laughs> Glenn, it's still salty. I am salty. I think it was dumb. Um, but yeah, besides that. I feel like because I'm not on res and there's no, like, events or anything, I'm like, I have no reason to, like, make a costume or anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I never do anything for Halloween. I'll I mean, probably just sit back and watch some... Yeah. I'm going to watch Midsummer 
because it's on Amazon, and I finally got my student Amazon Prime for once. Midsummer Night's Dream. No, um, like the the what is it? Ariaster? No. Yeah, with Florence Pugh. The one character I didn't like in Little Women. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Little Women, Let's talk but about Little Women. We then. can't. Why not? We have to do it with Sarah Joy and Maddie, or at least one you of think? them. Yeah. Okay. What if we just called Sarah Joy? But first, the Glendon Hour with Glendon Frank. Hey everyone, um, so I'm Glendon, fun. and uh, welcome to the Glendon Hour, where I just talk to you one on one. No Noah, Noah. no Matthew, it's just me. I wanted to know how are you guys doing? How's your day been? How's your life been? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling good? I want you guys to treat yourself this week. Um, go out, go vote, and um, yeah, just. Order, order some ice cream. Just make it a day. Watch a nice movie. You know. That was the Glendon Hour with Glendon Frank. Well, now I'm calling Sarah. Are you calling over Facebook? Yeah, I don't have her number. Still? I, well, I've never been in a situation where I've had to have her number. I mean, I no could. Answer. She's probably eating is the thing. It's 530. That's true. We will talk. We will have them on to talk about Little Women at some point. Mm. Um, we'll save it though. I don't mm. think me and Glenn talking about a movie primarily about women is very. Uh, I love Little Women. Woke. I'll talk about it anytime. But I know but we to, need to be woke, mate. We can be woke. Um, it wouldn't feel right without the people that love the movie more than Glendon. I don't know if that's true. I feel like we love it. Maybe maybe they love it more than me. I fe- I would say we love it equally. But do you? I don't know. Glendon, it's Glendon's favorite movie of the year. It, it was my favorite movie of 2019. Which is shocking. Colin mentioned it in class today. Little Women, really? Yeah. yeah. I have. So oh, much... I got Maddie on. <laughs> Wait, really? I did. I think. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Is this Glendon? Yeah. Oh my gosh, is this some sort of uh, Colin thing? Yeah, Noah, Noah wanted to... Did I to call t- you or did you call me? I called you. Wait, that's weird. What? Okay, okay, good. Hold on. Can I bump up the volume of this? No, I can't. That is um, sad. Noah wants to talk about Little Women on the podcast at some point. And he wants you or Sarah Joy to be there. Or both. Oh, fun. That's so nice. So we can either do that now or we can do it later. <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. I mean, is he talking about right I mean, I'm, I don't know what's... I'm in the parkade, or I'm in the parkade right now. Oh, my so God. the connection is a bit fuzzy. Okay. I also feel like it's um, hard for Noah to hear you. Oh, tell Noah I'm sorry, but hello. Oh, I can I can hear you. I think it's harder for you to hear me, probably. Right, yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. David and I are just leaving to go to Canmore for the weekend. Okay. David says hi to you both. Oh, hi, David. Um, they say hi, David. Anyways, but I'll, uh, I will text you about okay. yeah. this. Excellent. We need to contact Sarah Joy anyway, so. We could. Do you think Sarah yeah, Joy would come and her for you. do it? I mean, she's very busy right now because they are about to move also. Oh, wow. Um, Where are they moving? Not out of Calgary. Okay. Just into a house in the in the north. But. Nice. Oh. Uh, but she's having a little woman, so that would hey. be fun. Hey. Funny to talk about you. Hey. <laughs> that is good. Okay, but I will, I will text you at some point, and okay. I'll talk to her about it as well. We'll do. Bye. All right. Well, nice to hear from you. Bye. Yep. Bye, Bye, friend. Bye. Oh, also, Glendon. Hi. Sorry, I have one more thing to say to you. Okay. Remember, did you see my tweet about the Ambrose Confessions page? I did. Okay, did, did you look at the page? Yes, I have. 
you seen the most recent confession? It's about you. I have, in fact, seen it. <laughs> okay. Did that... I was wondering if Noah submitted that. Ah, uh, dang it! How is it that obvious? Was it him? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I thought okay. it was. I well, thought it might it's be a mystery. That's exciting too. Yeah. I think it's better as a mystery, but like, I mean, it's also apparently obvious. Noah and I also have theories about who's posting it. I just think it. the way it. Yeah, I just think the way it was written. Oh. Felt like it was something Noah would do. Very Noah-esque. I feel like the yeah. whole page is Noah-esque, though. I mean, that is true. What if it's you? That is true. That it, is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm. My guess is that okay. it's a music student. A music student, possibly. Yeah, Logan Horn actually DM'd me on Twitter with his guess. Ooh, I should talk to Logan. So, yeah. Because I think it, I think yeah. it's talk like it. someone in second year. Yeah, probably. Okay. It's, okay. Excellent. Okay, All right. Okay. Go, okay. Have fun in Canmore. I will. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that is a great teaser for next episode. I'm call which Horn. We'll be on Little Women. We will have Maddie on. We will maybe have Sarah Joy on. Now we are calling up another person who Glendon knows to try to figure out who's behind the Ambrose Confessions page. Did you ever watch any like RTX panels? There's there's a guy in like an achievement hunter panel back in like 2015 who just like you know how they'll like open up for questions yeah or whatever he just like deep throated the mic everyone's like what yeah, is happening yeah that was Kib it it actually does <laughs> look like Kib is this the part where we just call lots of people I feel like this this episode has become about <laughs> the Ambrose convention I like how she brought it up I That's know perfect it was incredible I'm trying to call Logan through Facebook now Horn. The effort is real to get this man on the podcast. It's true. If he knows things, I want to know what he knows. This is just freaking an episode of Private Investigator, Glendon Frank. It's true. And Noah Harms try to find out. Because I feel like we have, we don't have enough information to point to a specific subject, but we almost do. We have, we've narrowed it down to one program and probably a time frame. Yeah. We just, who else would know anything about this? Rachel. Hmm. Yeah, Rachel. Would you be called Rachel? Yeah. I think she would answer, too. Unless Probably. Everyone's kind of eating. We need to, like, take a 10-minute... We need to take a 20-minute pause. I also like, don't have Rachel on my phone. I don't have Rachel on my phone. Unless I have her under a V. Only Facebook. No. Didn't she help do the writing freaking Ambrosia thing with you, though? Yeah, I have her, her email. Oh. No one seems to be picking up today. So. supper, mate. It if we waited in like an hour, we'd get much more of a response. We could, yeah. Um, and we could always put a pause on it and do it again it's in true. forty-five. That's true. Anyway, Halloween. What are we talking about with Halloween? I don't know. We want to talk about fear. I don't know. Doing? I like I like the idea of talking about fear and like fear being healthy. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. You bet. That's that's our conversation in Halloween. Welcome to prequel meme. But what's actually interesting is that's not actually a wrong philosophy. Not it's entirely. It's kind of accurate. Yeah. At the root of anger is often fear. Oh, yeah. And at the root of hate is often anger. It's true. And at the root of suffering is attachment. <laughs> but, like, hate. also hate. Love or hate. It's true. Fear is just a natural egoic response mm. to the unknown. It's true. I just find it interesting because, like, 
Halloween is always something that like the church has had like this really kind of like Ooh, taboo. This could be interesting. Yeah, no, like like the church has always had like the super taboo response to Halloween, and I think part of it is because it's like they're afraid to be afraid. Yeah, like legitimately, it's true. And it's like if you look at the actual origins of Halloween, it's like very much rooted in like a Christian tradition. But mm-hmm. but it, I more want to talk about christianity just wants to fear though yeah that's interesting i feel like those are connected like ideas but yeah hallow's eve and fear to an extent or okay at least, like, explain hallow's eve in two minutes i don't know if i i first of all i don't know if i like know hallow's eve very well um <laughs> i i know it's like a catholic tradition and i think it's like related to like celebration or like veneration of the dead but i'm pretty sure i'm also wrong about that i'm mostly talking about like the way halloween has been co-opted by like society and how the church has shirked from that because it's spooky but why spook because church don't like spook because spook demonic for some reason okay we will read from wikipedia Today's Halloween customs are thought to have been influenced by folk customs and beliefs of the Celtic-speaking countries. Mm. I am a fan of the Celts. C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were not. Not fans of the Celts? At least Tolkien absolutely was not. Yeah, he didn't like Celtic mythology at all. Oh. He thought it was just kind of like it didn't go anywhere and there's no narrative structure. He picks up like a lot of Celtic ideas. I know, which is like, especially Celtic names. Yeah, yeah. But he would argue that they're not. Is it Rohan that's like primarily Celtic-themed? I don't know so. the details of that okay. i just know that he apparently we should did get not. again call rachel yeah that'd be good um anyway jack santino a folklorist writes that there was throughout ireland an uneasy truce existing between customs and beliefs associated with christianity and those associated with religions that were irish before christianity arrived sam hein was the first and most important of the four quarter days in the medieval gaelic calendar and was Ooh. celebrated on october 31st to november 1st in ireland scotland and the isle of man a kindred festival was held at the same time of year by the Britannic Celts, called Caelan Gaeth in Wales, Caelan Guav in Cornwall, and Caelan Gonve in Brittany. Marked the end of the harvest season, beginning of winter in the darker half of the year, like Belton Caelan Mai, it was seen as a liminal time when the boundary between this world and the other world thinned. Liminal space. I like it. I like this meant space. the Ausie, um, I'm pro- oh, it's pronounced Eishi? Oh, Logan's calling me. Oh, excellent. Renault? Yeah. Excellent. So I'm probably going to cut that for his sake. That's fine. But I will just say that we just had a chat with my friend Logan, and he doesn't know who it is. He doesn't know. Um, He gave us some leads that fizzled out immediately. But to quickly finish up my bit on Hallow's Eve, um, it appears that it was a liminal time where the spirits or fairies could more easily come into this world and were particularly active. Um, so for those of you that aren't aware, fairies, at least um, in most mythology and, and folklore, are more closely associated with what you would know as like the Tolkien elves. They're much more like natural creatures that existed in the fairy realm, which is considered the natural realm. Um, and uh, supposedly, I guess in this case, um, there are certain spaces in the world that are considered liminal where this boundaries between the fairy realm and our world are thin, like we said. And so the fairies would cross over and that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, it is very much common in medieval literature and supposedly here in Celtic, it appears literature. Um, and there's a lot more that it, 
talks about here, like the souls of the dead were said to revisit their homes seeking hospitality. Um, and so it is kind of, you could, to simplify it, Hallow's Eve was considered a time, at least in Celtic folklore, um, when the spirit realm and our realm were kind of more connected. So the spirits interacted with um, humanity more. And I guess that's how you kind of get the roots of um, Halloween. Um, and I'm sure there's also the Christian influence, um, All Hallows Day, which was on November 1st, and All Saint Souls Day on November 2nd. Um, so Hallow's Eve was obviously October 31st because it was the day before All Hallows Day. Um, that's major feasts and vigils and all of that. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk about the more um, ghostly, if you want to consider it side, which I... I think connecting spirits and fairies with ghosts is uh, they're kind of related. It's still the souls of the un or the souls of the dead, so I guess it's kind of related. But um, yeah, that kind of gives you a history of Hallow's Eve. So if we're talking about fear, oh my god, fear! No, 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 hear me out, hear me out. This is Jim Bob. <laughs> Hi. Fear is one of the most like primitive emotions and responses that our body actually has true very rooted in the egoic separation to protect you from animals that could kill you we're talking like fight or flight Mm. like arousal kind of stuff you think i I guess arousal can definitely come out of fear yeah 100 that's what you would call a fear boner you guys took that in the very (laughs) wrong way i'm I'm an english major not a psych major welcome to the podcast but now looking at theology we see that Ooh. the Bible mm. says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Ooh. Fear is one of our most primitive responses. Like that's our immediate Ooh. response to any kind of stressor in our lives. Mm-hmm. True. No matter how like regulated you are, no matter how much mental capacity you have, True. Mm. fear is the immediate response. Why does the Bible say we haven't been given a spirit of fear? Maybe we have a body of fear, mm. but it may be our, it's not meant to be our spirit. I mean, we're getting into body separation, which is very dual. It is very dual, and I don't know if I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an interesting point, though. Yeah. Yeah, my roommate has become very evangelical of late. I have. <laughs> I've re-engaged with my faith. It he feels is, really good. He is nice. a wholesome boy. I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> very. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to drop that little bomb. Do it. Noah, Noah, as, as like one of the romantics. True as how I would frame you, how would you respond to such a statement? Well, I mean, yeah, he's accurate in that fear is very much a primitive, um, one of the primitive, uh, I guess, responses, psychological responses Mm -hmm. to a stimulus of otherness. Mm -hmm. Um, Our first response, typically when something is other or different or mysterious is fear. Um, Hence why you have homophobia or xenophobia. Yeah. because it's rooted in fear of the other. Um, so it is very... And again, it's what protected you from animals who... Like a tiger who's coming at you. If you weren't afraid of the tiger, you are dead. Yeah. If you are not afraid of the raging elephant coming at you, you are dead. Like, fear is actually a, a natural good thing that does protect you and is important at times. Um, if you feel that gut feeling of being afraid when you're around someone at, like, a party and you think that person is sketchy and could potentially do harm to you, you listen to that stimulus because it's natural. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But of course, there are times where it can lead to anxiety. Mm. And while anxiety is also, again, natural and related to fear, if you let it control you by either forcing it down and pretending it doesn't exist or by feeding it constantly Mm. and letting it just blow up into this thing, then, yeah, it can be very unhealthy very quickly. Mm. You start being anxious in all situations. Hence, kind of... um, post-traumatic stress disorder for sure is rooted in that um and again this is not i should say it's not anyone's fault that they have mm-hmm. these feelings because again fear is like a natural. natural trigger um and especially if you have ptsd where it's something that something like, has you're dealing with trauma yeah yeah um trauma response is incredibly difficult to work through and yeah. it takes therapy and whatnot so absolutely there is um it's a natural thing that can also be harmful so the question is, what do you do with your fear or your mm-hmm. uh, anxiety, whatever you end up dealing with? And to answer that question, go and watch Batman Begins by Christopher Nolan. Um, so when it comes to fear, like it's a natural aspect of you. like It is a part of you. Mm-hmm. So shutting it out and pretending you're not afraid, which is how some people understand courage mm. as just the lack of fear is Courage just wrong is not acting out of a lack of fear but it is acting in spite of it exactly um so the trick is to instead of shutting it out completely or instead of blowing it up and feeding it constantly is to accept it as being a part of you mm-hmm. um and this is kind of getting into union sh- shadow oh, yeah. theory absolutely a little bit into how you treat your shadow the parts of you that you think are or view as wrong or other mm-hmm. or different or um sinful even mm-hmm. one could say um you need to accept it as being a part of you mm-hmm. and it's almost i still love the analogy of like if it shows up at your door don't shut it out yeah and don't hand it the keys to the house mm-hmm. but like invite it in listen to it and i allow it to do what it's supposed to do mm. well that's what like Descend into Hell. Like, that's yep. the entire structure of Descend into Hell, right? Which is a pretty good book, actually, yeah. for Halloween. Have you played... That would be a good book for Halloween. Have you played Celeste? No, that's the... I have it downloaded, yeah. though, I think. Celeste actually gets into, like, Yenny and Shadow Theory a little bit. Okay, that's odd. Because it's, it's all about, like, anxiety, essentially. Mm. Um, And, like, mild spoilers, I guess, for the game. She has, like an evil version of herself that shows up and like represents her anxiety. Mm. And it's how does she deal with this? How does she cope with this? Yeah. I also, I like how this episode is like primarily about Amber's classifieds with like fears kind of a subtopic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people, why do you think the Ambrose confession is so popular? They're afraid. I think it could have something to do with that. Let's get into this. I'm I'm in, I'm intrigued to see where you want to go with that. I mean, let's look at why people make these confessions anonymously. Sure, yeah. Fear, I guess. Um fear of shame, fear mm. of judgment. But at the same time, like I need to feel expressed. I need to feel expressed because you can't just hide those things deep down inside mm. of you and pretend they don't exist. I can't just hide the fact that I think Colin <laughs> Toffelmeyer is a litty prof. Exactly. You can't just hide the fact that you want to get railed in the prayer rooms. <laughs> You've got to let it out. But also, if you let it out too much, mm-hmm. you can be afraid of like the response you'll get. Like If you were to just post that on Facebook, mm-hmm. that you want to get railed in the prayer rooms, or that you think Colin is... Well, I mean, that's different. <laughs> you'll probably get a good response to that. <laughs> but like, 
there is a fear of judgment that goes mm. into that. And that's why these pages are so popular because you can, without being afraid of repercussions, mm-hmm. anonymously address some of your internal mm-hmm. feelings. But also, lacking fear of repercussions can also lead to other bad things on the internet. Yeah. Because an- anonymity is, um, can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if it's... I'm trying to figure out how to tie these thoughts together. I don't know if I can. Because um, I know uh, in The Rest of God, a book by Mark Buchanan, which I've read and really, really liked... He talks a bit in one chapter about like the concept of restoration mm. uh, using a passage from like John 8, I think, um, where basically there's like a, a guy at the pool of Bethsaida who like can't walk. And the first thing Jesus asks him is, like, do you want to get well? Mm-hmm. Because and like from there, Mark Buchanan kind of launches into this conversation of like restoration and how restoration like isn't technically a thing that needs to happen. People who struggle or people who are, um, like, in, in whatever position, like, they find coping habits and yeah. they find ways to live with what, whatever they're dealing with. And the struggle with re- uh, restoration is you have to break down those habits in order to be restored. You mm-hmm. have to, like, there's a, a space of uncomfortability. And I don't know. My connection was almost something like, what if a page like this? Because I don't fully understand except for like the memes while you do like an Amber's classifieds page. Yeah. But maybe it's like expression. Like I need to express this in order to like move on from this. I need to put out this thought, uh, put this, like express this, even if it's anonymously, just so I can say I've said it and then I can move on. And be less horny. Yeah. Bonk. Bonk. No, I think that's valid. Rachel just replied. I'm I'm going in and out. Okay. Hi. Hi. I'm here. So I'm here with Noah. Uh, and so, I don't know how to frame this question. It's easy. Have you seen the Ambrose Confessions <laughs> Have page? Have you seen the Ambrose Confessions page? No. No. That's interesting. Wait, you haven't? Oh, wait. Have... On, on Instagram. On Instagram. Did it just start up very recently? Yes. Yeah, I think I did. Do you have any clue as to who it might be? Who's, like, who started it? Yeah. Not a clue. Because we think it might be a music student. It might be a music student. I will double over the name of the potential person just in case we're right to protect their anonymity. But which one? I'm not sure. Maybe... Uh, Josephine Marsh. Okay. Because this person, it's following... He or she is following you. And like a bunch of other music people. Okay. I, I noticed... Rachel? Rachel? They can't let us find out. <laughs> I am more on edge than ever. Rachel, are you there? Hold on. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Okay, sweet. Hello. Hi, sorry. You're we're we're cutting in and out. This is very intense. A music person would make sense because they're following Rachel Goldenberg. Okay. Mm. So maybe a blues student? Okay. Anna Draper, maybe? Maybe. Anna. I have no idea, you guys. This person is following Anna. Oh, well. It could be. I don't know if this is... But this person said they don't know me. True. This person does not know Glendon. So it can't be Anna. Oh, then I have no clue. Yeah. We're we're thinking, like, maybe a second-year music student or something. Why are you so we're gonna, confused? Like... We want to get to the bottom of this, Rachel. <laughs> Noah and I have found what we've needed to find. That's so bad. But I we should we should catch up at some point. 
<laughs> yes, we should. And, and in a way that is not this jank. <laughs> this is so random and bizarre. This is very bizarre. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Good talking. Bye. So on this podcast, we've managed to narrow down the Ambrose Confessions creator to a list of names. We have Josephine Marsh. Is following or is was is followed by this page. You know Josephine Marsh. I don't think I know Josephine Marsh. I don't know who she is, so I've heard the name. I don't think she knows who I am. Could be. Everything I can get from Josephine Marsh looks very meme and so it would not phase me. Rachel gave us some good hints. Yeah, the only thing I can get is one picture of Yeah. Yeah. That's the same picture that, that she James has on Franco? Facebook. Yeah, it is. It does seem Okay, I don't know who she is though. Yeah. And she says on Facebook that she doesn't know Matthew very well. Matthew who? Tabarada. How do you know that? I just looking at Facebook. They have an interaction and she's like I don't know you very well. Oh, okay. And also, she doesn't know who you are. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't know who I was. Holy crap. This could be someone who makes a confession page. This would make sense. I have never seen her before, though. I don't think I've seen her, which doesn't rule her out. In fact, it does the opposite. I know. It rules her in. It rules her in. I'm going to mute her name just in case we actually figured it out. I think she's friends with Lucas. Shum? Shum? And I I saw that page was following Lucas. Yeah, it is. I had... And it actually it sounds like something Lucas would do, but he's just not that quick witted. Yeah. But like this, Rachel just gave us a potentially really big. I lead. think Rachel may have just dropped the freaking bomb here. Hold on, is Lucas following this page back? If he's not, that's it. I'm pretty much certain he's not. It's gotta be. Who else? Why would someone follow? No offense to Lucas, but he's not exactly the most Hold prominent on. person. Hold on. What? Okay. Oh, or you're you're saying like why would somebody who doesn't know him follow him? Yeah, exactly. Okay, like I there's you're no saying, reason in general why no. would someone follow Lucas? <laughs> no, which <why>? like <laughs> rip Lucas, I guess. No, I mean, why would someone who doesn't know Lucas in person follow his Instagram? No, yeah, that's fair. Without like he's not someone who's super well known for other things. But right? I mean, this is like they're following a lot of people though. But the fact that this person on Facebook is both friends with Lucas, but also friends with Haley. That's my thing. She's friends with Haley, and I wonder if that means that this person... I don't know who this person is. She could be a second-year student if she's friends with Haley, because Haley's in her third year. Does she look like a second-year student? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Point is, we have a contact, and we're going to get this person on the podcast. You better believe it. I feel like that's the lead right? that we just got. I think it's this person. I think it definitely sounds like them. We just need confirmation. Yeah. One of us has to hit up this person and be like, we know you're behind Amber's confessions page. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's this person that we've discovered. I can't say their name because that's unfair. And we don't want to actually be the... We could be the game breakers right now. We could be. We could just reveal it. But like... That's fair. It, especially I don't wanna... off of like what Logan was talking about. <laughs> What? About like... Yeah, I don't yeah. want them to get in any actual trouble. Yeah. Um. Hence why if we have them on the podcast, it will be voice changed. Yeah. Either higher if they're a guy or lower if they're a woman or mm-hmm. vice versa. I'm going to keep you guessing. There we go. 
we'll we'll see what we can do here. But if we can get this person on to talk about their motivations and whatnot for the page and what they've discovered about other people, we want the um, the deets. Do you think they have any deets? They have some they haven't posted. At least twenty five. Where did you get that from? Okay, so if you go onto the page, okay, and click the anonymous thingy, it'll tell you how many tells they've received. Oh, really? Interesting. How many are they at now? 42. Yeah, exactly. So they've only posted 16. Oh, interesting. So clearly you better not freaking clearly. submit anything. I'm not. I could, I could submit <laughs> Noah Harms as a bay. Well, then it's obvious. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's this person, but it would make sense that they don't know who you are. I'm going to talk to Haley. Yes. And Matt, call them up now. Gonna, I should call That's Haley. That's a good call. That's Matt, a much better play. Yeah. Anyway, about fear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think the person who made this page is afraid of being caught. Hello. Hello. Um. So Hi. you know Josephine Marsh. Yes. What can you tell me about her? <laughs> what? <laughs> London. <laughs> that is not. Uh, 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 what? I, Sorry. I'm sure Ma- Matt knows more about her. Does he? Do Wait. Want... Yes. Do you want me to put him on the phone? Yes. If you want, yeah. Okay. Okay, here you go. Matt. Greetings. Matt, you're on the podcast. You made it. Um, Matt, we've been doing a deep dive for the last like two hours on who made the Ambrose Confessions page. Guys, two hours. I don't think it's that long. How long is it? How <laughs> did we start? We were we were at a good ways, yeah. Okay, we can cut a lot we, down. We though. we've been calling people, we've been following leads. Yeah. You did think you called the police? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been following leads. Oh, oh, following leads. Anyways, what about... Josephine Marsh. What year is she in? Um, I believe, to my understanding, she is either a third or fourth year student. Uh, I falls music. within the range. It's it's pretty close to the range. We, and she's in the music program, right? Correct. We she got is. a hot lead on How, this. Is she a big memer? Have you followed her on Facebook? I have okay, yeah. not, but her Clearly. Facebook looks very meme-y. It's she is a hot. She's a she's a supplier of dank beans. We we think she might be the Amber's classifieds person. Confession. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty confident, actually, at this point. I'm becoming increasingly confident. Yeah, because like how how like recent is this? It's like a week or something. I don't know. Less five yeah, days. Right? Yeah. Confessions. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why Glendon keeps calling it classified. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Those are those are two. Because this is somebody. Think? This is somebody who doesn't know who I am. Who hasn't had a class with Colin. But who? Okay. But who is apparently friends with Lucas, and that narrows it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how did you know she's friends? How do you know that they're friends with Lucas? Uh, well, they well, follow we. They she, follow Lucas on Instagram and. <laughs> That like the page follows Lucas on Instagram. That's kind yeah. of surprising. What? Like Ambrose Confessions follows Lucas. Yes. Ross. Yeah. It follows a bunch of random people. Was hold on another question. Was she ever on residence or was she a commuter? I believe she it was or is a residence. Do you know what I, floor? I don't know. Would you be able to guess what floor? Oh no, you were on. You never saw her on res. I don't think she was a res student. That even makes more sense. We're on the podcast, by the way. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this is 
This makes a lot of sense. This could be her. We could have tracked it. This could... We're we're geniuses. I'm glad we made like actual progress here. It only took you two hours. How much of this are you gonna edit out? A lot, probably. Well, there was a lot of like waiting for phones. Yeah, there's and a lot of dead air that we can cut out. We also talked about fear. <laughs> yeah, we keep talking about fear, but like it's kind of a subset to the whole like mystery that we have. I feel like that's an appropriate episode for a Halloween podcast episode. Right? It's a whole like. It's not a murder mystery. It's just a mystery. Yeah, but... it's, sorry, not classified. Oh. Confessions. Yeah, this is but, great. Yeah. This is great. Oh, now, goodness. okay, Matt. There's one yeah. thing you need to do for us. Go on. We need to get her on the podcast. Get Josephine Marsh it's on the podcast. You need to. Well, we need confirmation that she's actually behind the page, and we want to do an anonymous interview with her. Well, hold on. How are we going to do an anonymous interview? As you, in, you know her. Yeah, yes. but we will just do voice changing after the fact, so then no one will know who she is, because that would be, uh, we don't want to get anyone into hot water. Yeah, 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 of course. It's good journalism, is basically what I'm Dude, saying. Dude, we're the best journalists. Somehow, oh. yeah. Okay, um, I can, how am I supposed to, like, what if she vehemently denies that she is the run, the, um, admin of the... Or uh, just then, just hit her up and be like, yeah. "Yo, are you behind the Ambrose Confessions page?" Lol. It kind of seems like your thing. Yeah. And if she says no, then we drop it and we yep. move on. That's it. Okay, I can I can try to do that. And Please see do. What pops up. I just don't know if I'll be able to get it for this episode. No, we we can do it separately. Yeah. Or later, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Text her like right now and see what happens by the time we do production and everything. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'll figure something out. Excellent. This is All great. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Have fun recording the rest of the podcast. We'll do. Have fun not being around. Thanks. <laughs> we're going to be at the Smash Cafe if you decide to st- stop by if we're still there. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Wow. That, to me, feels like confirmation. That, to me, feels very close to confirmation. I am impressed that we got this far. Here's the thing, I did though. not think we were going to have a name by the end of this episode. <laughs> I know. We may have done it. We're wizards. But also, this is actually how journalism works. Kind Contacting of. a bunch of... This is basically a, a step-by-step of how to be a journalist, but yeah. also with too much excitement and, like... 3040 Vision is super educational. We are. Um, I can't believe we actually somehow <laughs> got a lead. I'm, um, in, I'm amazed. This was a great Halloween episode. I'm not going to lie. There's one thing that surprises me, though. This person is, like, quite attractive. I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> But, like... Why is that surprising? I don't know. I just didn't imagine it would be someone who's, like... I have no comment for that. didn't imagine it would be someone who is, like, like very attractive. <laughs> Did you think they would be unattractive, Noah? No, it's just like I didn't think they'd be that. Did you think there'd be some some dude in his mom's basement at a computer? I mean, yeah, actually, yeah. Okay, kind of. So here's the thing: I do did suspect it might be a woman. Yeah, same actually. There were there was something about the language. I don't know why, um, but I did kind of suspect that it was very like accommodating and like respectful. And a dude, Glendon wouldn't be that way. 
who knew for our Halloween episode we would have like a full on mystery. And we may have solved it, but I kinda don't want to end it without confirmation. Well we can always like edit it in after. It's true. So I guess that's my cue. Um this is done in post and we have continued our deep dive. We have contacted more sources and continued to watch this page. And a startling revelation has occurred. It turns out whoever runs this page is in a somewhat is in a relationship, and it seems like, considering they called the person like their one or like you know they finally found their person, it seems like it's fairly serious. Um, potentially potentially married, potentially just in a you know a relationship. Um, and the person we suspected, supposedly according to Matt has claimed she has did not create the page and she is also not currently in a relationship so we were wrong apparently either that or she's a brilliant liar but the fact that she's not in a relationship seems fairly cut and dry that we were just flat out wrong so uh hate to disappoint you all but we were wrong also this makes the next statement really really funny I want you all to refer to me as a P.I. P.I. Harms. P.I. Harms and P.I. Frank. It me. <laughs> we were on the case. We were. We were. We tracked down freaking. We started out with Glendon's theories. Yeah. We went to my theory, which was wrong. Your theory was wrong. And my theory was much closer. I mean, your theory more just narrowed it down to age groups. It's true. It's then that we realized it was a music student. Yeah. Which led us down the trail to Rachel, basically. Yeah. And she was like, it's this person. And then, well, she that was her first guess. Yeah. We did research on the person. We contact our producer, our manager, Matt. And Matt may have confirmed it, but he must hit her up and we need confirmation. Yeah. If, if we what figured if, this out, we're actually kind of brilliant, but also she'll be like, how the F? What if we just text her? The page? I mean, we could just message the page, I guess. <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, wait for, we'll wait for Matthew to contact her and then see what happens. And now we know. Whoops. All of that hype and, oh, we're brilliant. Uh, not really, but that's part of being a journalist. Sometimes you're wrong. You got to keep digging. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, we're not going to actually reveal this person's identity. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are repercussions, because I assume Ambrose probably... I don't know, though. Most of them have been pretty tame. It'll be if it gets really, like... I wonder if they are not posting some of the raunchier ones. Is I wonder, guess. yeah. Um, Especially because there has been, like, a little bit of blowback just from, like, the audience. Wait, really? Well, there was, there was one post where it was like, oh, this. And they're like, yep, that's what I got. Or something like that. Oh, are these, like, the submitted? Oh, yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, it's like, is this satire? Is this whatever? These people need Jesus. A fundamental problem here is still that people have this negative view of sex and sexual, um, not just expression, but desire. That is true. Within this Christian scene, which is why so many people are, like, responding to this perhaps out of fear. That's fair. Actually, this is actually could be interesting. This, yeah, you're going somewhere. They are responding out of fear to this because they're afraid of their own sexual desires that they've been forced to repress due to their the way they've been raised, the religion they've grown up in. Hmm. And so, when they see people actually expressing these things, 
they become afraid that they feel the same way. Interesting. Um, uh, and that is literally shadow. <laughs> Interesting. Um, or or something about like mirror self. Didn't you freaking write a paper on this? <laughs> uh, like a little bit. It wasn't quite yun yun, but seeing that mirror image of you, seeing these elements of you and someone else, and then realizing. Actually, this is Lacanian mirror theory. Sorry, yeah. that's what it is. Uh, classic Lacan. Um, <laughs> it's seeing those elements in another person and then realizing, oh, those are in me. Mm. And you want to shut that out, so you shut the other person out mm. and try to shut them down. And that r- usually means you end up being, well, kind of repressed and sad maybe, and angry. I feel like there's maybe some of that. I also feel like there's just a language of like decorum where people are like, this isn't appropriate to talk about, but like, but it, but why is it inappropriate? To talk yeah. About? And I, I, that's like a whole question of like, why are things society, sociologically respectful or not? Yeah. And usually it's the rule of the majority, which is the white straight community. Frosted tips, Jesus, literally white frosted tips, Jesus. And that white frosted tips Jesus doesn't want any tips going in any <laughs> dips. <laughs> My roommate just looked at me with a shocked face. Uh, but true. Um, and actually, though, it's not that Jesus doesn't want that. It's that people project their own feelings of, of sexual um, immorality onto these other onto jesus or onto their beliefs and therefore push them onto the other people mm-hmm. i still think i i under i can understand the like the desire for these things to have like a time and a place like you don't want to walk into walmart and see a couple just making out on i was gonna say a bed but, there's no but beds why in walmart. why do i not want to see that because it's gross why is it gross though that's the thing because it's not it's natural. No, like, I, like I'm saying, like full on, like if. But still, I, the whole thing comes down to: is sex gross? I don't think it is. I think there is a place. I don't. I don't want to be like on the C train and everyone to be like having sex around <laughs> me. But is that? But why? <laughs> Honestly, this will help get to the root of it. Why? I guess my answer, and I don't know where, again, like, my answer, I guess, would, like, be in, like, the the conception of, like, what is sex and what Mm. is sex for. And I just, at least for me, I imagine sex as being, like, a more intimate, like, private thing. Not that it's bad, just that I don't know if that should be, like, in the sea train. But... Just because you don't think it should be in the sea train, does that mean it shouldn't be in the sea train? Do you think it should be in the sea train? Um, see, but I, I don't have as much. I wouldn't have a problem if it was. I'd probably really? laugh. If you, I'd if probably you, send you a picture. Please do. <laughs> so you um, would have like absolutely no qualms with it that whatsoever. Really, like it wouldn't bother me. Really, but it's the same reason. There are people that would say that two gay men holding hands—that's fair—would bother them, and they don't think that belongs in the sea train. That's fair. That's kind of my point. But then that comes to a conversation like, do would two straight people holding hands be a problem? And it wouldn't. It would for some people though. They would assume they're gay. No, I'm saying two straight people, like like a man and a woman, like a hetero, yeah, a heterosexual couple. If they were holding hands, 
no one would have problems with that. True, exactly. Which is more of an exposition of, like... Societal norms. Societal norms, but also, like, this person's just clearly, like, homophobic. But, again, that homophobic and also... Um, I don't remember what the term of being sexophobic is. Sexophobic? I'm just going to call it sexophobic. sexophobic. It's a great word. Um, I like it. Being sexophobic and homophobic are both rooted in how they were raised. There are people that are much more open totally with sex. Fair. Yeah. There are households that, I'm not saying they have sex with each other, but they're openly discussing sex. Yeah. And it's not a weird thing if someone walks in and sees someone else masturbating. Yeah. And like, obviously, it's uncomfortable in the moment, but mm-hmm. they move past it, and it's more of an accepting environment, I mm-hmm. guess is what I'm trying to say. And I guess... What I'm saying is, like, I, I can... I feel like there should be a balance. I feel like there should be balance as well. I'm just coming more to the root of why we consider some things disgusting and some things not. Right. And I think a lot of the time it comes down to what you're afraid of... Yeah. ...your own self-desiring. Yeah. You're afraid of your desires, really. Sure. And somehow we linked it back to fear, so... Yeah. Yay. Um, this is actually probably the most ex- interesting discussion on this podcast. You episode. think so? This is really good. Yeah. So I guess my point is, if you want to have sex on, actually, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Is half the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get <laughs> to say have sex on the sea train, but actually don't because you'll probably end up in prison, or at least with a hefty fine. If someone has the balls to come over and tell you not, <laughs> that, that's to. Fr- oh. <laughs> you're gonna go somewhere else with that <laughs> I knew. and like I'll, I'll like confess that my perspective definitely comes from like a very like first of all like a more conservative household but also yeah a, a belief system that's very much built around like sex as a sort of like secrecy mm-hmm. but also like i think it needs to be talked about uh-huh. and i think there's a huge problem in the fact that it isn't talked about just like there's a fact that a problem with the church not wanting to talk about fear well, and it ends up coming down to, like, people who are afraid of it heap shame onto people who sure. end up experiencing it because they aren't afraid of it. Sure. Um, and that is more problematic. Yeah. Because that's how you end up with, well, our United States yeah. community trying to And that's where the, the person who does run this page responded with that sort of thing. Like, if you don't like this, just unfollow the page. Sure. Like, there's nothing harmful about you unfollowing this page. And there is, and here's the thing: I know Ambrose won't like this, mm-hmm. but people expressing their desires in this way is not harmful in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. And I think it should be expressed. Now, if there's a point where it's disrespectful, as in like sexualizing a prof, if right. someone were to say like Colin Tovelmeyer is a hot piece of meat, I want I my mean, way with it. People have said that. I know, and that, <laughs> and honestly, that is kind of problematic. It's the same way if someone were to say it about Rita. Or to say right. it about, yeah. like, a, a, a prof who is a woman. Mm-hmm. Having these desires, like, if someone were to be attracted to Colin Toffelmeyer, sure. let's just say, it's a weird conversation. I mean, who isn't attracted to Colin Toffelmeyer? I mean, yeah. It's okay <laughs> It's okay to be attracted to Colin Toffelmeyer. It's not okay to yeah. sexualize him and turn him into an object. Yes. For your that's own good, gratification. That's a good way to put it. So if something like that were to be submitted, mm-hmm. it's a different thing. It, the way someone submitted to Glendon Frank is a certified babe, that's probably borderline. But like, is it borderline? I feel like it's pretty acceptable. <laughs> it turns Glendon into a piece of meat. Maybe I want to be turned into a piece <laughs> of meat, Noah. I mean, yeah. No, but it, it really, it does. If someone were to, like, put up some weird fantasy about a prof, I think that. Yeah. Or someone, 
if someone has even if it's like a more in-depth fantasy like i really want to take someone's clothes off and right etc so forth there right. are limits because it will hurt other people okay that's the difference okay so so the limit is harming damage, damage to the other yes. person okay and that's why hence why having sex on the sea train hmm. while maybe not damaging for other adults there could be kids on the sea train. Sure. there could like there are there are things that are inappropriate because they could have long-term damaging effects on people now having said that should kids be damaged because they see sex i don't know sure i don't think so but like that again comes down to what age yeah. is a child ready to understand right. sexual sexuality yeah. and whatnot i feel like there's still some sort of conversation and maybe i'm just a prude um i feel like there True. is some sort of conversation though to be had between like privacy and like publicity especially like taking residence which mm. i mean i know people have yeah. sex in residence definitely in if, public places, in public in residence, places. Which, if yeah. I'm someone on residence, I don't ideally want people to be having sex in those public places. See, because those are places yeah. I'm going to be like interacting with a lot. Does making here's the question: Does making people uncomfortable mm-hmm. or not want to be there count as causing them harm in the same right. way that objectifying a prof in public would? Yeah, and again, this is like where that can easily be equated to like what you were saying with like homophobia. Oh, this makes me uncomfortable. This should be banned. Hard disagree. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So that's the point. Like, is there another reason why someone shouldn't be having sex in these public spaces? Besides the mess, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. But like doing it on the foosball table or Mm -hmm. whatever at Ambrose, like people can't play foosball. It's true. I feel like there's some, and again, this is like, I don't really have a language to talk about this, which is like frustrating, but like, I feel like there's some, at least for me, there's some sort of concept of like, res- like, I feel like respect is such a loaded concept. And I feel like if I say that I have to unpack it yeah. and I don't know how I can unpack it. <laughs> like respecting one another by not having sex in public. Yeah. Too. But that's, it comes down to like, say breastfeeding in public. Yeah, Exactly. Where it's like that should be allowed. People are kind of uncomfortable. People would with it. be like, no, that's disrespectful yeah. to the people around them. Yeah. Because, et cetera, et cetera. and it's that's actually a very similar reasoning to why people shouldn't have sex. In no, public. exactly. It's um, such a it's a very vague topic in terms yeah. of like there's such a gray area and like and that, why do we define these things these al- ways? Also comes down to sexualizing the breast as well, yeah. which is yeah. in, in another topic. But, um, and it also like it does also get to the point let's say someone is comfortable having sex in public mm-hmm. are they comfortable someone just sits there and watches because that could happen <laughs> like someone let's say voyeuristic <laughs> yeah exactly let's say someone's in the game room and yeah. they're just like there and is that okay yeah is that fine if they're doing it why not and i guess maybe that is where my thing comes in because mm. at least me personally um, sex is between one man and one woman <laughs> sex is between one man and one other man and there's no other way That's <laughs> much better yeah like, me personally, I'm like, I would want that level of intimacy to be, like, relatively, yeah. like, private and personal and, like, intimate or whatever. And I feel like even even if I'm, like, making out with someone aggressively, I don't know what the what terminal aggressive is a bad word. <laughs> passionately. If I'm, yeah, if I'm passionately in the heat of love with someone... <laughs> Oh god. Um but like not in an explicitly sexual way, just like five steps removed. Um You're five steps from each other? Mate, that only <laughs> I count. 
it's COVID, man. Like, you got to do what you got to do. But, like, if I'm in that position, I still, I don't want to be doing that in a place where people can watch and interrupt. Because not only will that make me uncomfortable, I feel like that will also make the other person uncomfortable. And so, maybe I project that onto other people. You are projecting that onto other people. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so, then, like, if I'm, again, walking downstairs and rides as i've done many a time and people are like very intimate all of a sudden wait you've seen it well i haven't seen people like having sex i've seen people making out i imagine that's just like a typical day (laughs) yeah um but and it it gets into the conversation of group sex as well sure and what the boundaries are for that yeah and some people consider it taboo some people consider it totally fine Mm -hmm. um as long as it's consensual obviously yeah there's other things that are not consensual that can happen with group sex it's true um, but then it comes down to what if someone is having group sex at ambrose <laughs> like is that wrong <laughs> glendon's just nodding like yeah it is i know i i mean that i have no answer <laughs> but like why why do we consider group sex wrong i didn't i for the record that nod wasn't a nod of like you bet it is that was a nod of like this is a valid point of conversation yeah but like why why do we view it wrong as wrong mm-hmm. i think just because it wasn't wrong for a very very long time that's true i think just from like an ambrose culture thing because it's very much a culture rooted in christian oh like, yeah there we're, we're pulling from like these church traditions of monogamy which is rooted in traditions that are not monogamous. Yeah, which is really interesting. That's a whole conversation. Like, what? I don't think monogamy was adopted until the New Testament era, right? Yeah, something like that. There was not really any monogamy in the Old Testament. No, or at and least not for a long time. That's the while. case for most cultures at the yeah. time as well. So it, it's an adopted practice that's fairly recent in the human history. Civil, yeah, yeah, civilization's history. Um, why? It doesn't even, like, from a reproductive perspective, it doesn't make any sense. That's fair. Like, from an evolutionary perspective, it wouldn't make sense to only have sex with one person. I wonder if it has to do with overpopulation. Interesting. But... But overpopulation isn't really a concern in, like, the first century. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. I just realized with that. (laughs) And Jesus was like, guys, we need to deal with overpopulation. (laughs) Stop having so much sex. It is, yeah. I I do wonder how that can. There's probably a, that would be one to have like someone like Colin yeah. or something, or Rob Snow actually yeah. on to talk about the evolution of that. Though I think Colin would be better because he's probably more open to talking about group sex. But like, oh, Rob would talk about group sex. <laughs> nothing wrong with eroticism in class. Yeah. Again, the problem. Why is talking about sex a problem? Yeah, and I don't think yeah. I mean, unless you're talking about sex with kids, and it's like, yeah, obviously there yeah. are ways where, okay, yeah, it could be problematic. Problem. Yeah. We're talking about, like, adults here. Okay. Yeah. With kids, obviously, there are boundaries mm-hmm. that are important because of the childhood um, mind and not mm-hmm. being fully developed and whatnot. Yeah. Don't have sex with kids. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, we're talking about group sex. <laughs> you want to join? <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, the romantics are actually a really good example of a sexually open group of people. Right. You know all about Lord Byron. Oh yeah. <laughs> the guy was, he was banging. <laughs> he was. That guy had so much sex. 
And there's, I mean, rumors about Wordsworth and Coleridge oh, and yeah, whether I they bet. were sexually active with each other. Oh, I bet. Um, and including Wordsworth's sister. Like, there's a lot of right, things yeah. that were going on with that. Because Coleridge, didn't he marry Wordsworth's sister? No. Wasn't that a thing? I think he was in love with Wordsworth's sister. Right. Or something like that. There's some connection there. Um, I don't think, no, I don't, I don't think Wordsworth's sister ever married. That's possible. I don't that remember. Right. Um, but Coleridge also obviously had a bit of a, an addiction problem there for a oh, few yeah. years. So yeah, wrote some great poetry. Yeah, um, yeah. So like the romantics are like if you want to talk about sexual openness, that's the beginning. And I wonder. Of it in... I wonder talking about like addiction briefly. I wonder if that's part of why we've developed such like a stigmatized culture is the sense of like because there is. I, I feel like there's a, a very much a cultural connection at the very least between sexual openness and then um, sexual objectification. Hmm. Elaborate. Um, I don't know. I just, I think of something like porn. Okay. And how, like, easily porn leads to, like, patterns of objectification. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's a whole topic unto itself well the literature just did a pretty good episode on porn oh, i would recommend if anyone wants to listen to that they actually delve pretty deep and they all had different perspectives so oh, interesting you'll get someone like michael gunger who is more um open i guess they were all more michael, sex michael gunger is a porn fanatic <laughs> well no they were all actually fairly open to the idea of like porn if it's ethical interesting very different than on a, like what is the difference Ethical porn is in the actors are treated fairly. They're okay. paid fairly. Interesting. Um, it's not like conditions where they're forced to do anything they're not comfortable with, with, which is very common in the porn industry. Right, yeah. Of signing up for a show and then being told right, right before that, oh, yeah, you're going to have to do anal now. Right. And they don't get a choice because they're yeah. there. Um, and it's it, it, there are ethical porn sites. Mm. Um, I will not be recommending any to you all. <laughs> Listen to that episode of, of uh, the Liturgist podcast if you want, and you'll. They had a really good discussion on that, and they did debate whether porn influences um, ju- objectification of right. of other people and of what role it plays in that. And I'm yeah. sure it, like, just from a personal personal perspective, I'm sure it plays a role. Yeah, there's enough people that have misconstrued ideas of sex yeah. based off porn that it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'm sure there are studies done yeah. that show, and I know there are such. Uh, there are issues when you start watching, when you, I guess, engage in porn mm-hmm. to such a degree that you're no, li- lo- no longer able to be normally sexually active in the same way. Yeah. Um, like porn-induced erectile dysfunction or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. So there are, like, definitely negative. If you, it's like any addiction. When you become yeah. reliant on it. Yeah. Not reliant K, but, like, reliant <laughs> on it. Um, Matthew Thiessen. <laughs> yeah. When you become reliant on porn to substitute for proper ways of dealing with whatever's driving you to that addiction, I should mm-hmm. say. I still think... Now, this is going to be a hot topic and people are going to probably fire back at me. I think you can watch porn in healthy amounts. Interesting. Um, and engage sexually in that way. Um, but again, ethically. Mm-hmm. And um, again, and once it starts to become an addiction, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um but I know that's a hot topic and yeah. I'm probably going to get blowback from that yeah. point if anyone's listening to this still yeah. because we are, uh, who knows how long. Who knows? We'll, we'll have to This is almost a different episode. This is, this like, point. this is, we've gone to places. I feel like I would disagree with you, but I also think. Do it. No, right now. Like, this is good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have, like, a structured debate, just that I disagree, but I do Why? think. 
like th- again i come back to this point of balance mm-hmm. um of and part of it is like just me as a person there's like a lot of things that i've grown up as like this is bad yeah and i'm trying to be more and more like i don't love this or mm-hmm. i don't want to engage in this but it's not bad if other people do it yeah uh people can live their own lives and it's also not bad to do things in balance swearing mm-hmm. is like a really soft core example of that because i remember in like middle school i had like legitimate like se- like not legitimate but like i was in such a state where if like if i thought a swear word i'd be like oh my goodness i've like offended god or something oh my god which is like not a healthy place to no. be like that's super bad that would destroy your mental health yeah like i was it was not good um and i've since and then that would also affect how I view other people because part of my mental state was like, oh, well, I'm Christian and to look different from other people, I'm not going to swear. Mm. And since then, I'm like, that's stupid. People can be Christian and swear all they want. True. That's not what it's about. Um, maybe there's, again, a conversation of decorum. Sure, whatever, like time and place. Most like where I've come from it is like, there's a definitely a place for swearing. It's a, a good percussive element. It is great, especially like comedically. There's you good, learned like, this from Colin Toffelmeyer, didn't you? I didn't. I, I I did this all on my own. Partly, I watched a lot of like Achievement Hunter and had to be like, why am I fine with this? <laughs> the boys. The boys. Um, but yeah, and like even if I don't swear a lot, if I deem it relevant, yeah, like when, um like the riots were happening or were happening i was like i'm fucking pissed off this is really really annoying or not annoying but like there is legitimate discrimination going on and people aren't reacting to it and i was fumed up and like this is an appropriate place for this sort of language um but like fraud sean fraud called out again you piece of shit but i'm like i'm gonna just personally like have a time and place for that. I also don't think that I need to like monitor other people because yeah. that would exhaust myself and well, that would be really dumb. It's probably similar with your opinion of alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Where you're cool if other people drink, but yeah. you typically don't partake. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I've never seen you partake. Yeah. And I've tried to force alcohol down his really throat. We, me and, me and my other roommate have been like, let's get him a drink. And then he's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. We were, so, see, uh, it's important to respect other people for their decisions yeah. they make. And this is, again, this is where, like, boundaries, healthy boundaries, healthy balance, and also, like, mm-hmm. your moral standards do not have to be, like, placed on other people. Yeah. Well, and also, and there, especially when it comes to alcohol, there are some yeah. people who have, their family has a history of uh, oh, yeah. addictive personality. And so they won't consume it because they're afraid they'll end up being, being addicted. And that's totally fair. Yeah, exactly. That's a respectable choice. Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing with people who choose to whatever partake in whatever anything porn, mm-hmm. sex, uh, swearing. There's a time and a place, I'm sure, but there we can't boosh people for choosing to do yeah. it in the way that they are comfortable with, as long as it's consensual and isn't hurting other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important boundary. Yeah, yeah. this is, um, and I think we're coming to a really good consensus of like there should be boundaries, whether it's your own boundaries, whether it's boundaries with other people, yeah. um, and. I guess this is why we have like all these societal rules, like please don't have sex on the sea train. Um, yep. We're establishing a language of boundaries. And it ruins all the fun. Yeah. No, no one wants kid. to have sex with everyone. <laughs> okay there, brother. Um, no, I don't actually, but like, 
hit me up on <laughs> oh, my OnlyFans. Um, yeah. I feel like I was going to say something about Desire. Or... Yeah. I and feel then, like I went on a whole yeah, tangent. Yeah, you went on a big tangent there, and I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, same. I, I was going to connect that to something. We were talking about... We're talking about porn still. Like, I'm sure it can influence, if you're addicted to it, how you objectify mm-hmm. other people. I also think it doesn't necessarily have to, but I think there are studies done on that that are more knowledgeable than me, and I haven't yeah. done any research. I'm speaking kind of based just on yeah. what I know um, or I've heard. I guess mostly where I was going is, like, things have a time and a place. Yes. And just because you have a standard of what that time and place is doesn't necessarily mean that every, mm, anyone else does or anyone exactly else needs it. to. So if you're on the Ambrose campus right now, don't be ashamed. Have sex. Head up, head up Ambrose confessions. Yeah, and it's okay. If you want to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets, do it. But also make sure you're comfortable doing that. Yeah. Don't do it because other people are forcing you to do it. Yeah. That really is what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, and I don't guess, let other people control yeah. what how you live your life, basically. Yeah. Also, group sex. Noah wants to do it. Thumbs up. <laughs> you make me look bad. <laughs> Does anything on this podcast make you look good? Not really. That's what I'm <laughs> learning more and more. Yeah. I hope my the people checking me out when I apply for my master's. Checking you out? No, when they search my name and they apply for my master's, they're going to come across this podcast. Do you think they're going to listen to any of this podcast, though, Noah? I hope not. I hope not. I hope they don't listen to the Purity Culture intro one. Is that oh, wait, the no, no, one? the Charismatic Church one. That's it. Please, no. Don't listen to that one. Listen to that one explicitly. <laughs> I won't get accepted. <laughs> Freaking nut butter. There you go, Ben. There's your shout out of the day. I can't even refer to our audience as only Ben anymore because I actually think we have an audience. We're actually popping off. Yeah. Um, thanks again to all of you who've been listening. I hope yeah. you enjoyed this really random episode. Yeah, this episode where we talked about mysteries, where we talked about fear, and we talked about sex a lot. Well, again, sex and fear tied together. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid of sex, and that leads to shame. Yeah. Bang. That's true. Um, and, yeah. And even if you want to get super biblical, shame isn't Christ-like. Okay. What? You can't argue with it. I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Something John Steingard posted about okay. that. That's where our roommate should come in and talk about Shane. That's kind of his deal. He's big into the discussing that aspect Is of he? it. Yeah. I wonder if we can bring him in just to end it off. I don't think so. Hey, Jim Bob. Want to come in and finish our episode and talk about shame? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll be tried. Yeah. Just give us your spiel in like two minutes to end off the podcast. Do you have a write-up? Oh, yeah, he does. I forgot. I Incredible. Heavily inspired by Peter Rollins, John Steingart, and myself, I should add. The idea of a sinful nature doesn't bring me to God anymore. It brings me the shame. I live my whole life being told I should be ashamed of my sin from the church, my family, and people I thought were my friends. Shame on them. They should know better. They should be better. Shouldn't have done that. All these are the things that they were saying to me. All these messages tell me that I'm bad and there's no good in me, and that the bad is all me, and that the good is all God. If God created us, are we not also good? Hmm. Every time my mother told me, you need Jesus or you need to come to church, I felt pain. Pain because my relationship with Jesus does not belong in a church, but in the real world. I refuse to live a fantasy any longer, and now I'm living my own life. 
a life without shame. If I'm all the bad that the world says, then I too am all the good that God says I am. But somewhere along the way, everyone forgot that. I want to change how shame and sin are viewed forever, so that I will never feel ashamed again. First of all, sin is not some magical score of rights and wrongs. Mm. It never was and never will be. I can go about how righteousness as a social construct differs around the world and differs between people groups. Allow me to be the first Christian to say no one ideology is more right than any other. You think you're the first Christian to say that? <laughs> I'm just a little sin pretentious. <laughs> Wait, is this your write-up? Yeah, this is my write-up. It's, I should say, heavily based on John Steingart's right up. Heavily. <laughs> like I recognize a lot of this language. Oh, yeah. Sin, on the other hand, is directly translated to separateness. If you read the mm. Bible the way it was meant to be read, um, a.k.a. from a Jewish understanding, yep. uh, you will begin to see that separateness entered the world when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of duality. That the commandments are all about reducing separation between the self, between others, mm -hmm. and the separateness mm -hmm. that drove Jesus to the cross. Oh. Oh. Further, that Jesus died to reduce separation for all people, and yet we still choose to be separate and introduce shame into those relationships. I firmly believe that intentionally or unintentionally introducing those elements of separateness into any sort of relationship, ideology, theology, teaching, or lesson is sin. What removes us from the bonding of creation, from the bonding of others, from the bonding of yourself, is what creates a degree of sin, and that's where it manifests. This is why restoration feels so much more free mm. than Spike does. Yes. The church has developed these shame tactics and separation over things that should have never been shameful to begin with. I no longer believe in shame. I no longer allow shame to rule my life or my heart. And instead, I choose to live free of shame through Jesus Christ. I am free to experience life, free to drink booze, free to get fucked up, free to have sex, free to be good or bad, whatever that fucking means, free to love, free to pursue romance, and free to make mistakes along the way. In fact, I hope I make more mistakes because that means I'm doing grace as grace was intended. I'm learning. Wow, damn, that was actually really good, not gonna lie. Pretty Thank decent. You. And it pretty much nailed what we were talking about with shame. Mm -hmm. And also the non-duality. Let's go! If you want to make Noah happy, just say the words non-duality. That's true, not gonna lie. Though or oneness. True. It's the same thing. True. Ish. Well, they're we are into that for another episode. Invite <laughs> um, me back. We will have you back on. You've never been not invited. Well, except for, like, when you were like, hey, let's make a podcast, and then we made one without you. True. <laughs> yeah, Jim Bob. We left you in the dust. Wow. <laughs> this was my idea right now. True. It kind of was, actually. Actually, yeah, this whole podcast spawned from, I think, me and this guy talking. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then it included, at one point, it included someone else from Ambrose. It did. And then it included Glendon. Yep. And then... Somehow you were left aside, and yeah, then because he wouldn't guys, do anything. Somehow you guys went ahead without me and just made the thing. Because I, because you have you have a really good skill of generating ideas and, and then never following through. up on yeah, them. Exactly, exactly. That's uh, true. The point is, I love you. <laughs> don't be afraid to do things that you feel comfortable doing, mm. as long as it's consensual and um it doesn't hurt anyone else yeah. like if you're comfortable killing people that's probably not a good thing that that literally hurts other people yeah. <laughs> don't do that 
but also but if it's things that are that don't harm other people that are consensual and that promote your own um peace and love and goodness mm. and beauty yeah um don't listen to what other people say when it comes to shaming you no. yeah um listen to what this guy just said on the yeah. podcast oh, yeah. um yeah. and find your own find your own way yeah and finding your own way you'll find yourself and when you find yourself you'll find jesus well, you will find God or whatever you consider that ultimate being. Jesus is fine. You will find the oneness. There we go. Duality. There we go. One could say the Christ. I'm actually comfortable with saying that. Nice. Ooh, interesting. Nice. Um, and yeah. So listen to your own tune. Yeah. Play your own music. And don't be afraid. I'm only going to play music that was created by me. Thanks to everyone for being on this podcast. Yeah. We've had so many different We've guests had, on. What a, what a, this is the end game of our, yeah, of our this podcast. Is, this is a banging episode. Yeah. We solved the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> this is the banging episode. I'm, yeah, I'm always, I'm always scared when we have these sort of conversations that I'm just going to come off as like a, a prude. No, you like, didn't. You're yeah. good. And I feel like we've come to a really good point of yep. like, look, whatever, like, love people respect people love yeah. yourself respect yeah. yourself like yes that's ultimately what we come down to these are important conversations because it's important that people know that these things exist and like if you have like a fiercer i guess moral code uh i i don't even know if i like the, that terminology but like that's fine if that's like what helps you live life if that's what helps you connect with the divine that's yeah. fine yeah you don't need to press that on people that will only destroy yourself mm. That's the truth of the matter. And the only reason you want to force it onto someone else is because you're afraid that you're wrong. Yeah, and at that point, it, it does become projection, absolutely. Because, like, you are projecting your ideal view of life onto the people around you, and that will disrupt how you engage with other people in yeah. your life. That's exactly it. And we don't live in a world that needs any more destruction, please. It really doesn't. Please vote out Trump. <laughs> Coming back, how long ago did we mention that? It feels like a really long time ago. Vote. Get out and vote. This will be the last podcast that goes live probably before the probably. election. Yeah. And I next episode will be Little Women, probably plus the election. Yeah. Look forward to Sarah Joy and Maddie joining I'm us. I'm impressed that we wrapped this podcast around, which for the first bit of it was just kind of like us screwing around, trying to have a topic, and then we had a legitimate conversation. We, I know, somehow it developed, we had a really good conversation about fear and sex and desire. And How did we do that? I don't know what happened, but like, it did. And all that... Oh, no, it stemmed from the confessions yeah. page. It really all stemmed yeah. from confessions. I, I don't envy the like how you're going to have to edit this episode this together. This is going to be a big boy to get it's together, It's going to be mate. beefy, but I kind of look forward to it. We've had so we've had more people on this one podcast yeah. than any... I feel like we should call Ben just to get him involved. <laughs> just, be, just to give him his... <laughs> finally, his two minutes of fame. This is going to be a big conclusion. <laughs> just get him to say, like, hi... This is it. Ben has been waiting so long for this, <laughs> this moment. Is, this is Captain America catching me on the Watch him not pick up. If he doesn't, that's even funnier, though. Ben, if you don't pick up, this is your own damn fault. <laughs> yep. Hello, you've reached Benjamin. After leaving a message, you can hang up or press pound for more options. Sucks to suck, Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 
we end an episode about sex with sucking. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna hear that message. Yeah, this was in Age of Ultron when Captain America goes to pick up Mjolnir and yeah, just yeah, like yeah. lightly gets it off and drops it. He's gonna get that message and have no idea what the context is, and I re- will refuse to give it to him until he listens <laughs> to this episode. Gonna, he's gonna be so upset. We tried, Ben. We gave you a shot, but on this episode, we want to thank Maddie McBlain, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> we brought. We want to thank our roommate. Uh, Jimmy John. Is Jimmy John now? <laughs> we want to thank Matt, our manager and producer, oh, and yeah, also his Haley. and his girlfriend Haley. Yeah. Um, and all of you that and we, I'm gonna thank Logan for answering the phone and calling back, even though he didn't want to be on the podcast. Yeah. Other than that, you all that didn't answer. Also, you mysterious person running the Ambrose. We really, we are very appreciative. You gave us freaking two and a half hours of content. Excellent. Um, and we really do want to have you on if you somehow end up listening to this. Yeah. Um, you are my personal hero. And um, thanks for being you. Thanks for being you. And audience, thanks for being you. Because who are you but you? And happy Halloween. Woo! Be afraid. Spooky. Accept it. And then do what you want. Oh, don't be afraid. We've already talked about the Yeah, come on, Noah. Don't no. be afraid. Hey! Hey! My, hey! Come on, you ruined the entire... Yeah, I was emotion. right. I was saying it's okay to be afraid, but don't let it, A, control you, but don't stuff it away and pretend it doesn't exist. I tell if you are yelling with me or against me. I was, I was with you and then I was against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I changed my mind completely. I noticed. It was really confusing. Oh, Oh, that wraps that up. It's a wrap! Goodbye. I miss you.